Hey guys, I got a special deal for you, our listeners, from our new sponsor, Audible.com. That's right. If you go to audibletrial.com slash firmware update, you can get set up with a free 30-day trial of their service that'll give you a free audiobook. The best part of that, you can cancel at any time, including during that trial period, and keep that free book that you got. Doing so not only gets you a free audiobook, but it helps the show out tremendously. You can select any audiobook you want, including Ready Player One, a futuristic story on the possible future of VR, or Extra Lives, a piece on why video games are art and important to our daily lives. So go do it, audibletrial.com slash firmware update. Once again, the book is yours to keep or stay with Audible and keep getting books every single month. Once again, that's audibletrial.com slash firmware update. So go get your free book. Welcome to another edition of the Firmware Update, episode 204, the finale, finally, of the Game of the Year of 2017. I'm one of your hosts, Malcolm Spinetti. Joining me to my left, figuratively, Joe Garcia. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right. On my right, figuratively, we have a friend of the show and founder of the show. And lone patron on patreon.com hey, every, slash the firm. Every dollar helps, folks. Be like Tyler. Give us a dollar. Tyler <laughs> Lee, how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. Doing good. Point, dollar, well, dollar well spent, really. Appreciate oh, that. Man. Man. <laughs> this makes Tyler our boss, you know. No, 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 I don't want it. No, I don't want it at all. No, I will stop giving the dollar. I don't. Right. I don't want to be responsible for that. <laughs> Been a little while, but we're back yeah, this I week. I like how it's taken one month between each of these Game of the Year podcasts. Yeah, that, that's a great start. <laughs> tune in tune in next week for uh, game for the start of our Game of the Year 2018. <laughs> Where Monster Hunter World is the number one seed currently. Yeah. Sorry, I just assume I'll be on it. I assume you're always going to invite me to the Game of the Year <laughs> podcast. <laughs> so... Yeah, we like having you on, you know, so. <laughs> Why not? Uh, That's a podcast. He plays video games. Why not? All right. Well, let's not waste any time here. Uh, what is this technically? <laughs> the semifinals? This isn't the semifinals. No, hold on. This is we the, waste time. No, this is the quarterfinals. About? Quarterfinals. These are the quarterfinals. Um, if you want to listen to the entire first round, that was our last episode. Um, and here in this in this. Hopefully, it'll be our, our second of two parts. Uh, we'll be we'll, we, uh, tackling the rest of the tournament, which is an equal amount of, of matchups as the last episode. So, I think we'll be able to get through it. All right, uh, let's get do it to it. Oh, Joe. Shoot, okay. Okay. <laughs> you're the only person, Joe, that knows what the bracket looks like at this point. Hey, I sent you guys the link to it. Yeah, no, 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 you sent you sent us last times. So. Oh yeah. I did. <laughs> Okay, so um, let's start. You want to send us the new one? That'd be awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, I'm gonna have to send you guys a Skype uh, file transfer. But in the meantime, uh, let's start from the top with our number one seed. uh, Very unsurprisingly, uh, you know, making it through uh, Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, taking on number nine, uh, Uncharted: The Lost Legacy. Hmm. 
Who wants to start this one? I mean, uh, I like Wolfgang a lot. I, yeah, well, it, if it's on the bracket, chances are we like it. So <laughs> I think we're at that point now. But I, I do like both games. I thought um, Lost Legacy was very interesting, and I hope it's a direction that they go in because when you think back on it, you know, Uncharted has a lot of really interesting characters that I wouldn't mind seeing get their own games. Oh. You guys still there? Yeah. Okay. I heard the drop from Skype, and I was like, what? All right. Anyway. Uh, However, it's tough. It's tough to not put Breath of the Wild in the driver's seat here. I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to put. I I agree with everything you said, but I'm going to have to put Breath of the Wild in the driver's seat here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. The interesting uh, is that both of these franchises, uh, interestingly enough, uh, they both took a a turn towards the, the open world format. Uh, Breath of the Wild in a much greater set and much greater at a much greater uh, scale, but still that those couple of hours in Uncharted uh, Lost Legacy, where it's like, oh yeah, you can kind of just tackle this in whatever order you want, um, was very refreshing. Mm. It was pretty uh, cool. Yeah. Like, very very nice to be able to do that. Yeah, it's yeah, and like Malcolm said, if if they do continue this franchise, uh, it would be cool for them to kind of expand on that. Um, you know, and it, not necessarily like the entire game, you know, to become like, you know, that, but but yeah, it'd be nice to open up a few sections of of, of future Uncharted games, um, because you know there are a lot of people that that kind of appreciate what Uncharted is. But you know, it's understandable that after you know after four you know mainline entries, it's, you know they all follow follow a pretty pretty firm formula. Uh, so you know some people don't have quite the tolerance to keep going on, uh, basically playing a lot of the same things. But I heard of a lot of people you know you know checking out Lost Legacy and then you know being like oh yeah like hey. I, like maybe I do like Uncharted, uh, and a big part of that was, you know, them shaking things up a bit with that open world mm. uh, format. So I think I think they'd be doing the franchise a, a big favor if if that if they expanded with that uh, in the next mainline game. Mm. Like, and I appreciate Joe. He's yeah. You know, he's. The, I feel like I know what's going to win. Obviously, well, I appreciate oh, yeah, Joe. No I appreciate Joe too. That's yeah. a good sentiment. Yeah. Oh, thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you know, giving some praise to Uncharted here, like, we don't want to sweep it on the rug. Obviously, it was a really, really good entry to be in this tournament, let alone facing Zelda. But, yeah, it's like, you know, Zelda, you know, that was a real experience, too. It's it's arguably, like, I, I'm really thinking about it, whether it's my favorite Zelda of all time over Link's uh, A Link to the Past for me. I know, you, I know how you feel, because... I Wind Waker is still my favorite of all time, mm. but I don't think I can say without lying that Breath of the Wild isn't probably technically the most well done Zelda game they've ever made. Which is ridiculous praise. Mm. <laughs> ridiculously high praise. Really is. Like ridiculous um, like I shouldn't say it or ridiculous just to think about that. No, no, it's a gr- like as in as in really high, high praise. Yeah, like, it's um like this is a Breath of the Wild is is not just a a Zelda game for all time. It is a it is a game for all time. It is a it's hard to talk like the the, the it's just a sheer like scale and attention to detail that and just just the thought put into like every aspect of Breath of the Wild is you know even a year later um, is is still staggering to me. Mm. So yeah, so needless I think we could safely say that uh, Link's in the driver's seat for this round. Yeah. Which yeah, I, in the motor in the motorcycle they let him have. Which, <laughs> they, they did let him have. It's like, it is so fun listening to people bitch about that. It's like, dude, they're freaking robots in this game. Come on. 
<laughs> it's, fun. it's fun listening to as a person who's a big part of the who's who's really into the gaming community it is fun to listen to gamers bitch <laughs> plenty of those so there's a lot of it <laughs> yeah but anyway in summary i think it's safe to say lost legacy definitely worth i think it's like 20 bucks right now on psn so it's definitely um, worth yeah it. it goes on sale uh frequently enough yeah for sure. um and you know even at full price it's only 40 dollars so yeah. Um, yeah, definitely worth definitely worthwhile uh, game for sure. Absolutely. All right, but Link is in the driver's seat. He's putting the car in drive, and he is going to the semifinals. So congratulations there. All right, Joe, what is the next round? Uh, all right, the next round. If you want to continue in numerical order here, uh, the number two seed. Revolutionary. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> The number two seed, Super Mario Odyssey, against uh, the number seven seed, um, Resident Evil 7. You're still so proud of that, aren't you? Um, I actually was not on purpose, but I, I do enjoy it. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I do enjoy it. Yes, I do. I feel like I'm going to have a controversial thought on this, because mm. I, I don't know how to gauge how you guys feel. Like, obviously, these are, like... Once again, uh, like I, I'm a, I almost said what Joe did, but obviously these are two great games if they made it this far and are in the tournament, of course. Uh, I Both of these games are unique to me because I played these with my wife. Uh, Resident Evil 7, she was too scared to play, so she watched me play it. She was just actually just that intrigued by the story and wanted to see it through. still scary when you watch somebody else play it. <laughs> it is, it is, and she <laughs> And I was scared too, trust me, but, you know, wife was there, so that helped. So, you know, that game was a memorable experience. Like, we would get to certain parts of the game and go to a diner and talk about, like, you know, like our theories of where the story was going to go because it was a good story and it was really intriguing. And we would talk about notes that I would pick up and try to piece them together with the rest of the story, trying to solve the mysteries and what have you. And uh, whenever the DLCs came out, you know, it would be like an event in our household. It's like, oh, honey, they did the prequel DLC, and we would sit down and watch me play. But <laughs> it sounds terrible, but <laughs> that was her. Uh, so she – and it was like one of our favorite experiences and uh, watching the Chris Redfield uh, Not a Hero DLC – which finally solved that little mystery there. but And uh, I thought it was a nice little conclusion and wrap-up to what was actually a really, really fantastically done reinvigoration of the entire franchise. So, like, uh, Resident Evil 7 was, like, one of the most memorable experiences for me this year, period. And then we go to Mario Odyssey, which... Fun, which we played. We would take turns. She would find a star, or a moon piece, excuse me, then pass it to me. I'd find another moon piece, pass it back and forth, and uh, we would just, like, experiment with different f- theories on how to get them. Like, we'd be stuck looking for a certain one, and we'd throw out ideas. Okay, try this, or, you know, take over the dinosaur soul, da-da-da, and uh, or body. <laughs> it's, a weird, it's just a weird statement, period. Uh, but, but very true to the game. <laughs> very true. And the game, like, and I know in the first round I gave it uh, a little bit of shit, only because we didn't get a chance to do a full-on review like we typically do with the games. But it it really is it very, very nicely made. Like, the music is really grand. Some of the levels are very, very interesting. And 
I'll, admittingly, it's kind of it is kind of weird to see realistic figures in a Mario game, like. <laughs> but it is, yeah, but it was still really well done, and uh, me and Sandra really enjoyed it. So, and Linus will say, if you have a Switch, I don't know why you bought a Switch and are not buying Mario Odyssey or Link for that matter. I'm just throwing <laughs> that out there. What, what are you doing? But uh, <laughs> both, of those, both of those games are required playing if you have a Switch. I, I I would say so. It's like, why else do you have Nintendo and not do the exclusive? But anyway. <laughs> uh, like your two flagship games. No, I'm just going to leave that alone. <laughs> like, okay. That Skyrim remastered, though. <laughs> hey, uh, hey. Going to have some have some Dark Souls on there pretty soon. That's going to be so weird. I mean, it's great for the Switch, but that is so weird to be playing Dark Souls on a Nintendo system. I mean, I'm going to get it for the PS4, but I am excited to see what Nintendo stuff they put in it, because you know they will. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Imagine well, if there's like, Mario armor in there. <laughs> I hope you get to dress up as Zero Suit Samus. That'd oh, be that'd be so great. And it fired out uh, some of those uh, blue magic bolts. Oh, that'd be great. Oh, that'd be so great. <laughs> or the crystal sphere. Hey. Oh, my daisy armor, goddammit. Yeah, I'm sure that'll be in there. <laughs> Joe, you're not even going to play it. Why are you even in this conversation about it? You, we don't even like Dark Souls. Tyler, we, we've discussed it. He pays $60 for it, plays it for 15 minutes, and then puts it down. <laughs> That's a good point. He might actually still buy it. Yeah, I, I'm entitled to my opinion. I've given them entirely too much money. <laughs> That's You know what? That's true. I do apologize. You have given them just as much money as everybody else. There's only one game. Like, the only game I never bought was the original Dark Souls. But I've done two and three. I've done Demon's Souls. I've done Bloodborne. Which you're, I'm allowed, and, and now they're and now they are fixing that error on your judgment. By, <laughs> they're like, here you go, Joe. <laughs> I, I will give Joe credit. You know, like most people just red box it and critique, but no, he put down the money. So, so fair to him, fair play to him, <laughs> fair play to you. So, but of the two, and I, I this is why I'm going first because I don't know how you guys are going to sway. Though I have a feeling where Joe's going to sway, but. Personally, I'm going to give it to Resident Evil 7. I, you know, just that experience with my wife playing for that month and a half of just trying to figure out what was going on and, uh, you know, the conversations we'd have and just in general how well this remake was. It actually was freaking scary. And uh, granted, the end becomes a Resident Evil game. But up until then, it was like one of the most frightening things I'd played this year or ever for that matter. And uh, just getting back to the roots of Resident Evil and that house and the Bakers will always be one of the most memorable villains in video game history for me. They're right up there with uh, with Wes. I forgot his name because it's been so long. Wesker. Wesker. Wesker yeah. Who is? Uh, I'm still sad had to die, but it, he's right up. The Bakers are right up there with him. And I wouldn't mind a series that's kind of like this where. The game focuses on, like, because the Bakers, small spoiler, were sort of innocent bystanders in all this uh, nonsense in the Resident Evil universe. So I, w I wouldn't mind, like, more stories like this. But uh, for me, the vote goes to Resident Evil 7. Uh, Joe, how do you feel on this? Uh, I mean, when you want to talk about going back to your roots, I feel like Odyssey does that for both flavors of Mario. You know, you got your 
you know, you got those cool little sections where you get to play, you know, little 8-bit sections by going into these weird pipes that, you know, kind of put you in the wall or whatever. I th- uh, kind of thought you were reaching there, but okay, I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, like, and, and I love how, you know, based on whatever costume you're, you're wearing in the regular world, once you get in there, you're wearing an 8-bit version of whatever costume you put on. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a great touch. Yeah. Um, I will always be a fan of when they do that, when they <laughs> make 8-bit versions of, like, new stuff you have. Yeah, and a cool touch, too, on top of that is that, you know, it transitions so seamlessly and so well from, like, the regular from regular music uh, to, like, an 8-bit version of that music, and it's, like, it's just, ah, oh, man, just so good. Mm-hmm. Um, and on top of, you know, on top of that stuff, uh, it's a great return to, you know, Super Mario, the Super Mario 64's formula, which is a little more, you know, open than than uh, the, the 3D Mario games that followed it. Uh, you know, and... I guess he's not spoiler here. Uh, you know, once you go back into the Mushroom Kingdom and you get to go back to the castle uh, from Mario 64 and you get to see a lot of the cool touches and you're like, oh, fuck, this is so good. Um, yeah, I mean, Mario Odyssey is just a damn delight. <laughs> like, just one of the most uplifting and just fun games that I played this year. Um, and it does such a great job of rewarding, you know, and not, maybe not necessarily to the extent of, like, Zelda, but, like, it's pretty... Like, one of the great things about Mario Odyssey is that it kind of it rewards you for exploring. Mm. Uh, mm. And, and, like, whether, like, you'll, you'll always kind of, like, it's very easy to kind of, for, like, some part of the world to catch your eyes. Like, what if I go here? Um, and usually there's a power moon. And even if there's that, you'll always at least find, like, coins or something. You know, like, just some, like, anything at all. Like, where the designers are like, someone will probably find their way over here. <laughs> like, let's, let's give them at least some coins. Um, and, you know, it's just like, and it's just constant, you know, it's constantly rewarding you for kind of poking around all, all the different worlds. And, you know, all the different worlds are so distinct and fun. Um, like, I, New Dog City is still, like, I think one of the best, like, Mario worlds I've, I've played uh, in any of the It's, like, just so much fun. Like, that New Dog City, um, you know, that music festival or whatever, like, after, you know, Pauline is like, hey, let's get this band together because we're going to have this fun festival or whatever they're like all right cool and you do it and you know you play through the music you know through that song that that like everyone fell in love with uh like and it's a playable section of the game and it's like this cool you know and it goes back to that you know that the 8-bit thing and it's like it just feels like this fun celebration of what mario's been all these years and like it's hard not to just like fall in love with that entire sequence and it's like half an hour where like where i'm just like grinning like an idiot <laughs> uh, i will say one thing about that and this is the stupidest of issues to have i'll be up front and, and say that and i just want to say everything joe said is true i was i was expecting donkey kong especially with the inclusion of pauline as the mayor spoiler i guess uh <laughs> To be like the boss of the city, or be like an optional boss, or something like that. So should have been totally. I I can't respect the game now because yeah. it should have happened. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, Joe could make the argument. Well, he was in there in eight bit form. Like, no, I want him fully <laughs> resolution. Get rid of the gun. But even, Go ahead. But even then, it felt like a cool, like almost like like you're at like basically like you're kind of like like a curated museum area or whatever. It's like, yes, this is the history of New Dog City uh, where we felled this evil ape and <laughs> or whatever. Uh, that, was te- I don't know. that was Cranky Kong technically, right? Or in the canon? I think that is the, the popular head canon. All right. Like, yes. it's, this is, all right, this is Mario, not Dark Souls. <laughs> <laughs> and I get super carried away here. It's like Mario <laughs> took out Cranky Kong, then started the first flame. If I... <laughs> Uh, pretty much, yep. 
Because Donkey Kong Jr. introduced, uh, you know, in that Donkey Kong Jr. and then Mario Kart, he becomes Donkey Kong. Yep. The one that we know and love I'm now. Pretty, no, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that's the official thing. Is Yeah, that's how that works. Either way, good stuff. <laughs> uh, it, and once again, I'm by voting for Re- Resident Evil 7, I just want to say I'm not shitting on or saying taking away from the Mario game at all. It was a f- great time. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, everything Joe is saying is true. It's really a tough call that I was only able to make thanks to some experience with my wife and just how I felt. So, All right, Tyler, it is down to you. Down to me. Well, let me say that I, as well, really like both of these games. Um <laughs> However, I am going to have to give it to Resident Evil 7. God damn it. And yes! Here's, and here's why. Jesus Christ, people. <laughs> We're all going to be disappointed at some point in this thing. Malcolm's already been disappointed like twice, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, like, yeah, I, I, like I told you, like right off the bat, I was disappointed when I saw Yakuza 0 go, go up against Resident Evil 7. Just yeah. Because, like, Objectively, I knew which one it was, but I was really, I really wanted Yakuza, you know, to stick around a little bit more. Which or, I love that Yakuza Zero. I'm playing a bunch of like new stuff because I'm like trying to keep up with everything. And every time I'm online, Joe's online, and it's like, what's Joe playing? Fucking Yakuza Zero man, for like the past. You, I, year. I've been playing that game since the last show, and <laughs> I, I am more upset that it did not go past Resident Evil Seven. That game is so much fun. Well, it is. Here's why I choose Resident Evil Seven because while they're both super fun and brought some fresh <laughs> an, stuff, an, an incredible cabaret club simulator. <laughs> that, you say that, but I, that's one of the best mini games in the whole. Game. I know. That's right? why this, yeah, like that's, the last four days. Point. The last but, uh, four days have been me doing that. It's like, oh yeah, here's this uh, cabaret club mini games. All right, let me check it out. And I've been doing exclusively that for the last fifteen hours of that game. <laughs> And you, like, learn all the signals from the hostesses to get better score. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, she wants a towel. Oh, she wants a glass. God, it's what? like playing Blitzball in Final Fantasy X. Uh, except, it's, except it sounds like it's an actual good game instead of yes, Blitzball. Uh, plus it unlocks, helps you unlock uh, Majima's ultimate fighting stance, which is, like, such a worthwhile prize at the end of it. Far more acceptable as a prize than Waka's stupid shit. <laughs> <laughs> I that. love him as a character. He, I don't use him as fighter. But anyways, that's beside the point. That's from Game of the Year long, 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 long time ago before we were even doing podcasts. Um, I choose Resident Evil 7 because while Mario Odyssey was super fun and mm-hmm. did bring some refreshing stuff, it still, in the end, still felt more like I was still playing, I don't want to say the same old Mario, but it still felt like kind of a regular like a Mario game which is fine it's a great formula but i feel like Resident Evil 7 brought more new and refreshing stuff to mm. this to the field uh i mean and it helps that it like helped revitalize the franchise like period and Mario didn't need a revitalizing like i don't really care what anybody says it's a good seller it always does well <laughs> um but like playing Mario Odyssey i knew i was playing a Mario game playing Resident Evil 7 like, especially after some of the most recent titles, I wasn't like, mm, it's a Resident Evil game. It was like, no, this is all right. This is amazing. This is super scary. 
And like Malcolm said, it turns into like, well, it doesn't turn into like Resident Evil 6 at the end. It turns into like Resident Evil 4 yeah. a little bit at the end. But I don't know. It just, it resonated more with me than Odyssey, which again, Odyssey, super fun game, but it didn't, I don't know, didn't blow my skirt up like Resident Evil 7 did. Mm. Well, that's so- outrageous, but okay. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? Like, really? <laughs> Come on. Uh, I stand by your decision, Tyler. And that is why... We are putting Resident Evil 7 in the driver's seat. That's a saying now on the show as it moves on to the semifinals. But once again, if you have a Switch, I don't know why you don't own Mario Odyssey. Just throwing that oh, out there. You thought there was going to be a fight with this one. Once you announce the next matchup, there's probably going to be a fight. All right. Well, let's clench our fist, Joe, as we uh, <laughs> announce the next match. What is the next match, Joe? Uh, number three, uh, Nier Automata versus number six. Horizon Zero Dawn. Mm. Mm. Okay, if I get you to hold Joe down and cover his mouth, can we just move Horizon Zero Dawn on? Oh, wow, that's... A, that's no, wow. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like Joe should start this one. I feel like he should, too. Yeah. Oh, man. So, near, uh, you know, after all... Uh, Personally, on my personal list, this would probably still be my game of the year mm. uh, near Automata because it is such a memorable experience from top to bottom. Um, and, you know, there's there's more similarity between these two games uh, than you might kind of see at a glance. Um, you know, they're both these kind of uh, open lot, world. actually. Yeah, they're, they're these, you know, open world action RPGs. Uh, but I think Nier kind of leans a little stronger towards its story in that it it's just a little bit more memorable in, in that it's it's so all over the place and uh, you know kind of but not necessarily in, in like a sloppy way but like where it's like it's 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 nihilistic but it's also funny uh you know it's sad but it's also bizarre and it's it's just it just goes so many different places and it, and it doesn't really lose the plot uh at any point um and you know it's a game with something to say um and you know like yoko yoko taro the the director behind it like i like i've never played any of his games before um but like after this like like yeah man this guy this guy's got it like i'd like i would love to play more of his stuff uh you know whether in the future or or maybe even going back oh well, i'm probably not gonna go back and play tracking card uh but you know like i i definitely look you're forward not to- you're not you're not going well, I'm, to- I'm not but like i definitely look forward to seeing what he's got uh what he's got coming, you know, later on, because I, I feel like this is really like a coming up party for him because it's like, it's like, he's, you know, he's made these games before, like he, he made the original near and, you know, those Dragon guard games. Um, but this is the first time that he's really been firm. Like he, like where people, so many people have embraced, uh, you know, what, what he's put out. And, you know, I think the game is really special. Um, you know, not like the, the action is not quite up to par with other platinum games. Uh, you know, platinum is the developer, but you know, maybe not quite, like the the actual character action isn't quite on par with like say Bayonetta or whatever, but uh, yeah, like I think it does the story more than makes up for it. Like between the characters and the actual, you know, the messaging and all of that. Like I think it's just incredible. Like one one of the most memorable games I've ever played. Mm. It's no it's no Metal Gear Revengeance, but <laughs> <laughs> Metal Gear. Ah, that game is so good. I I, I really enjoy <laughs> Revengeance. I wish that I it was super fun. <laughs> <laughs> What a great game. <laughs> it, was so, it was so fun. Oh, man. Uh, what a video. Especially, uh, like, can we get more Revengeance and less Survive? Yes, I was about to make that joke. <laughs> like, why are we, like, why are we being tortured with Survive? Give us more Revengeance. 
video game ass video game right there. <laughs> <laughs> that is the best way to just. <laughs> How would you describe Metal Gear uh, Rising Revengeance as a, a fucking video game? <laughs> video games, the shit out of stuff. <laughs> oh boy, um, Tyler. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't really disagree with anything Joe said. Um, I do agree that near uh, when he said leans more into the, like the story. Um, and does really well with it. I agree. Um, I, I like Horizon Zero Dawn's story. Um, it's not unoriginal, but I mean, not a lot of stuff is original anymore. Um, but I, I think it tells the story really well. Like, yeah, it's the outcast typical thing, but I think it does it really well. And I think it mixes really well with its message of humans are assholes. Um, <laughs> yep. But uh, well, that was well, known before like, this game. Well, I think, I think <laughs> it especially message, message meshes with kind of how things are going today. It's just like, guys, we really need to stop being dicks to the planet. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I kind of feel like Joe was right, and I feel like Horizon Zero Dawn leans more into its gameplay, which I like Nier's gameplay. It's fun. It's balls to the wall, kind of crazy. It's a a pretty damn video game in video game too when you play it. Uh, But Horizon Zero Dawn is... Man, there was just nothing like getting out into that open, especially once you finish the kind of the not so much the tutorial, but the first opening few hours of the game and you leave the village. Man, there's nothing quite like going out into that open open world and exploring um, all of the all of the instruments you get to use. All of the weapons are very well done and they all do such different stuff. And there's just so much different ways you can do things that you can go about stuff. Um, just, I don't know. It's really hard to put into words. It was such a good experience that I was just not expecting from any, from anything like that. I mean, for me, what pushes near over the edge is that it's like, it's a story that like, it's, it's a simple premise of like, Oh yeah, different perspectives. Uh, you know, these two characters separate at this point. Uh, and you know, they're not that far away from each other, but like playing as 9S after doing stuff as 2B, it's like, it changes, like it completely flips your perspective on what's going on, you know, in the world around you and, and the way you interact with everything around you as well. It's like, it's, it's stuff that could only be conveyed, you know, as a video game. It's like near story could only, could only be told as a video game. If you tried to take it out and, you know, try to make a comic or a movie out of it or, you know, whatever, like it would lose so much of what makes it special. Um, and to me, that that works more to its credit as as a game. Uh, and, I one hundred percent. I one hundred percent agree with that. Um, and that's why I, I like again. I push Horizon Zero Dawn towards its gameplay. I want to see more. Not only more near. I want to see more games do what Near did with its story. Mm. Uh, like we talked about this last time. Like this is how I think Dark Souls should handle its new game pluses. Ooh, like. Like the new, like you've seen new different stuff, like depending, like with the new cycles of like the flame and stuff like that. But I love how you think, Tyler. God damn. Yeah. Some people have said genius. No, I'm just playing. Um, (laughs) Horizon Zero Dawn, kind of in the same way, I feel like, except for maybe, except for maybe Breath of the Wild, I feel like a lot of games should look at Horizon Zero Dawn and be like, guys, maybe this is how we should do a little bit of open world. Uh, this is how we should do... If we want to give people a lot of weapons and a lot of options for how to accomplish things and a lot of instruments on how to do things, we should look at Horizon Zero Dawn because nothing really felt the same. Like, every little... Even little increments to, like, when you had a bow, but then you also had thing... You also had fire arrows. 
which felt so different than using regular arrows because of the effects they had on things. You had the the bombs, like you had the electric bombs or the fire bombs or just the regular bombs. Like each thing felt different and did different stuff and had different effects. So I don't know. That's why that's what pushes it over for me is because that's that's an experience that I really think a lot of games in the future should look at and be like, let's implement it like this. Like let's do how Horizon Zero Dawn did. It's did its weapons and items and its exploration and its quests and stuff like that. It was just so so good and so fun and so replayable. So, <laughs> so and, and like I don't like, and I don't feel like Joe really disagrees with what I'm saying, and I don't really no, disagree no, with I, what like, Joe's I, saying. I, it's I just like Zero Dawn. yeah, um, it's just well, like I push Horizon I Zero Dawn for the gameplay. Joe pushes near for the story, and we both agree with each other. We just have different picks. Yeah, because I mean, I just oh man, I mean the the strength of near stories, I, like I just can't get over how <laughs> like how great it is. Um, you know, like that entire world is is like like you I like I love you know from everything from you know the character designs, the art direction, um, like everything that makes this world what it is. Um, you know the characters, like even like you know when I first loaded the game up and I saw you know the the little you know machine enemies, like they these are like you know like their design is so basic or whatever. They're just these little balls on top of a cylinder with little red eyes. It's like okay, uh, <laughs> like but somehow they like they managed to infuse so much personality. Uh, into all, all the different machines they encounter. Um, and, yeah, like, every part of that story, for me, is, like, super memorable. Like, whereas for, for Horizon Zero Dawn, like, I love, like, I like the story of, of Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, but ultimately, like, the most memorable part of that story is, you know, is Aloy's story and everything immediately surrounding her. Like, as far as, like, the different tribes or whatever, uh, and a lot of the different tertiary characters, like, I, I'm pretty hard pressed to remember much uh, outside of Aloy and her immediate circle. Uh, I'm of characters. I, I'm the same way on that. Um, however, one thing I do remember completely about Horizon Zero Dawn is all of those all of the different types of machines that you encounter and all the different uh, different kind of ticks and I want to say personalities that they have. Uh, like that was one thing I really liked about it was the environments and the creatures you encounter were just amazingly done, I think. Especially, they were machines, but it's like, hey, you recognize these from, like, dinosaurs you've seen in movies or creatures you've seen out in the wild, right? We made a machine out of it. And it just worked really, really well. I mean, that stuff's cool, but, like, if we're comparing, like, like the enemies, like, what I love about Nier's enemies is that, you know, they're also, they're so alien because, you know, it's, it's based on this proxy war between, like, machines that are fighting on behalf of aliens and humans and you know if you fight all the machines and the androids that they make and like their version of what they think humanity is like with you know adam and eve you're like what the fuck <laughs> like it's so bizarre it's so crazy but so good at the same time it's like man um and again like that's uh, to me that's another that's another thing you know nearest credit like like as much as i love the enemy design in horizon zero dawn like it is basically just you know robot dinosaurs uh, whereas, you know, I don't know, I feel like Nier's enemies, um, I, I, just, I just felt they were a little bit more memorable, like, especially, like, a lot of the boss enemies as well. Uh, like, like at the very beginning, you get to fight this giant building, basically, <laughs> uh, and then you fight, like, an opera fucking robot. Like, it's all it's all nuts. It, the whole thing is nuts. Um, I will agree. Nier has, it's far more crazy stuff. Um, this is the best I can describe it. Far more crazy stuff. And, um, you know, like, and you think about Nier as well, like, it's, 
like at first, like me, before I even played the game, like I heard about how crazy it is, and like I kind of went into it thinking, it's like, oh, it's crazy for the sake of crazy, like so much platinum stuff. But like, no, like all the craziness has like a story behind it and the reason for why it's this crazy, uh, in a very thoughtful way. That's actually, and that's more thoughtful than than what you would expect from other platinum games. Like a lot of, like, and I love platinum games for you know a lot of their craziness, but I feel like Yoko Taro kind of injected like like a lot of actual humanity behind behind the craziness it's like oh like there's an actual reason as to why this this is crazy as opposed to like what if we made a crazy you know fox news host uh who's also a fucking anime character it's like okay mm-hmm. um and i love yeah. her I, I love new year's story like it's really really good um that's the thing that got me like going through it and playing it and like trying to see like trying to see you know what was going to happen and stuff like that. Uh, not that the gameplay was bad, but the gameplay certainly, like if it was just on the gameplay merits, that wouldn't have got me through near. No. Um, um, whereas Horizon Zero Dawn, like I was interested in the story and the gameplay kept kind of pushing me through because I was like, all right, let me get to this next like village and see kind of, you know, see kind of what, who do I got to fight? Like who's doing wrong? Like what, what do we got to do? I'm interested in learning about like, what happened to humanity and stuff like that? But oh my god, I get a new weapon. What does this do? I'm gonna go. I'm I'm gonna go play with this for two hours and just waste time because it's amazing. Yep, we're just gonna do this. So I don't know. I'm a big fan of getting caught up in like even if the story's really good. I'm a big fan of getting caught up when in a game gives you like a new item or a new thing to explore and you're like, I'm gonna lose so much of my fucking time with this. Let's go do this. All right, so we're tied at Malcolm, one we're not piece. giving. So I mean, <laughs> yeah, like at this point, Malcolm. You've, you've... I, 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 I thought you guys were having a very interesting conversation. I was like, sure. <laughs> so isn't it amazing, people? How two people can disagree on something, but not throw shit at each other, and no violence or whatsoever. No violence whatsoever. Fuck you, Tyler. <laughs> you know what? I, I'm, not, I'm not going there. I'm not, not here for this fucking discourse. Okay. <laughs> All right, so I refuse to stoop to your level. <laughs> so it's down to Malcolm. Yes. Yeah. Needless to say, you guys both make very, very fantastic points right here. Um, I've uh, played both games, uh, and some of my experience, like experiences with, I'll start with Nier, which very, very interesting game. Like I haven't gotten as far into it. I've gotten through a playthrough of it, but I haven't uh, gotten through as far as Tyler and Joe have. I ain't got as far as Joe. <laughs> okay. So, and I just want to say, everything Joe is saying is absolutely true. Number one, uh, the story is very, very interesting. Like, like some of my most, uh, my biggest experiences of the games are people who have played the game, who are just like, go, who will go into a small rant about the story and what it did to them. And, uh, so effective. yeah, the, the fact that a game can do that is very, very, very fantastic. And, very, you know, e- it's easy to see why the game is on there. Uh, this is a matchup, I feel like, of a very g- fantastic start to a new franchise. And uh, I think it was Tyler who said a very, no, Joe, who said a re- revitalization or a coming out of a, an existing party. To a point that Square Enix would be like, oh, wow, we can make money here. So I, I which I hope they, they continue. What do you uh, see with the last two years and, like, revitalizing franchises just being amazing? Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Like, I'm going back and forth on it. Like, the story, if we're comparing story, uh, I feel like Nier comes out. Even though, truth be told, I really enjoyed uh, Horizon's story. And, uh, once again, like, I compare games with my wife here who, you know, wasn't scared to play this game. So she played this on her own while I was <laughs> playing it. And we would discuss, like, 
our theories on what happened to the world and uh we would talk about oh my god did you see what happened in that hologram sequence just then and uh our theories and thoughts about it and i really really thought it was an interesting story on what happens to that world and granted it's not mind-blowing like near but i still feel like it's worth experiencing but, you know, I do agree with Joe that, you know, Nier wins in the story department. However, I also agree with Tyler in that uh, Horizon, the fighting mechanics is just tops. It's like, for me, a memorable experience would be coming to a new robot animal, which, you know, I will say I feel Joe undercuts the awesomeness that is running to a robot freaking dinosaur or a <laughs> freaking, like, even something as basic as a robotic mole is becomes terrifying in this game. It's shred <laughs> Joe up yours. <laughs> and uh it's Who said that? That was weird. <laughs> uh and like and like going back like uh, talking like I would compare it with uh Breath of the Wild where we would talk about like exploring something and you'd be telling a friend Hey, did you ever try lighting the grass field on fire, then jumping above it and opening up your uh parachute thing and sailing upwards like i would have the same conversations with sandra where we're like hey when you got to the bell back did you try sliding under its leg and shooting it from underneath or like hey you know this one weapon it works really effectively on this one enemy type or hey have you tried laying trip like a bunch of trip wire and getting the thunder maw to charge at you here with these uh with these enhancements done to it and we would end up like coming up with like a bunch of like interesting uh, strategies. Like I, I would find that it would be very rare that me and Sandra would have the same strategy to take down a, on a monster. And that is actually really, really cool that these monsters are so varied and interesting that they each have their own. Uh, a lot of people can come up with like different strategies, whether it's sneak attack, whether it's corruption, whether it's, blow off this piece and then attack using this or what have you. So I, I feel like gameplay wise, I feel I would give the nod to horizon. So I feel like this is turning into a weird WWE storyline where these two are going to form a very successful tag team. <laughs> <laughs> Evolution. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Horizon automata. It'll be a great game. <laughs> I'd play the shit out of that game, and you know you would. And uh, while I I thought some of the enemy types in uh, Nier were also were kind of basic looking as far as design goes, it it was also very interesting because there comes a time where those simple designs with just like a simple addition, and I think Joe might know what I'm talking about, suddenly turn into the most terrifying things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Oh man, it's a, and a lot of the stuff, like kind of like the side quests too. Like, there's this one side quest where you meet this one robot who thinks he's like this karate master <laughs> or whatever, mm. uh, and he's like, "Yes, I will train you. Uh, fight me, and I will." It's like what? <laughs> and you beat his ass. And he's like, "Oh, okay, thank you. Uh, bring me these parts, and we'll fight again." He's like, "Why am I gonna bring you parts?" He's like, ah, whatever, we'll just do it for. <laughs> and then you go back to him, and he gets bigger and bigger uh, up until the point where he's like this giant mech. And you're like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> And he just beat his ass again, and he's like, okay, thank you for letting me teach you how to fight. He's like, kick your ass like five different times, but okay. Um, that's good stuff. Oh, God. Like, needless to say, you know, we say this quite a bit, but I feel like we're just trying to be fair here. It's like, this is one of the first tournaments I've had in recent memory where I feel like voting someone out of the tournament feels 
I kind of feel guilty about every single time now. Uh, That's the rest of the tournament now. Pretty so. much. It's like, uh, these games are very much worth having, definitely. Like, I, I feel it's sort of criminal that Nier or any of these games are discounted right now. Like, Nier was a full-price game in every sense of the word, and I just feel like it kind of feels like a, like a Demon Souls, where that was a good game, but it got, like, no publicity or advertising from Sony, and it just grew on word yeah. of mouth. Yeah. Uh, they, wouldn't even pu- they wouldn't even publish it in the States. Atlas had to publish it. <laughs> and, you know, Horizon, I feel, got off to about as perfect of a start of a new franchise as you could ever hope for. Like, I feel... Like, I see... I love how they handled the people, the culture, and seeing how they handled uh, this world that they live in with these robotic creatures. And uh, you kind of feel for Aloy, who knows what's going on, but everyone's like, oh, this is the work of the gods. And she's like, no, no, freaking A. <laughs> well, it's, really, it's, it's not, guys. Uh, it's like, oh, freaking A, Grandma, get up. But anyway. Stop praying to it. God, anyway. anyway. <laughs> uh, death machine. What are you doing? Like, uh, like it, it can't hear you. It can only kill you. That's <laughs> it. Right. <laughs> and I feel like even without the stinger at the end of the first game, I feel like there's so many opportunities for sequels that they could go and so many branching paths that they could take. Even after finding out, you find out what happened to the world, but at the same time, I feel like there are a lot of unanswered questions that I feel that they could go. Uh, so I'm, I'm really, really pumped for it. And, uh, and near once again, like that is, uh, you know, that game like has changed people. It's like for the simple fact that it's doing that, despite me not continuing on and playing it, like it deserves all the credit in the world for doing that. And just seeing the effect on people is like, I would put it right up there with the gameplay so far. Uh, I will say the gameplay, I wouldn't say is the best platinum game I would agree with. Like, you know, it's not Bayonetta or anything like that. And there were some sequences where, you know, I was just sort of on autopilot just to get through a section and see the next bit of story, which is a compliment as much as it is to the detriment of the game. All right. So, uh, all right, I'm I'm just gonna come out and say it. Uh, I'm sorry, but my vote goes to Horizon on this one. I hate you. <laughs> really? God. Oh god, this is all wrong. Like you didn't like City Games, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it was just memorable. It's like I feel like Sandra is the reason I'm voting for a lot of <laughs> a lot of games, but you know. Uh, Meeting the new new creatures and seeing her, uh, I mean, Aloy react to the world around her and just sort of her, like, her story, like, I, I've said on many times in the show, if the, the the backstory is strong enough, I'll want to complete the game just so that player, that character can succeed. And I wouldn't say this is a spoiler because it happens close to the beginning of the game, but after you see what goes down with uh, Aloy's dad, I was like, no, we got we to gotta finish this. Yeah, we got to kill some shit. Uh, and just the world is just amazing to the point where it's almost like Dark Souls Terry, where you like see, oh god, there's two Thunder Maws there. But it, <laughs> probably this is probably not helping Joe. The fact that we keep comparing everything. No, it's really not. <laughs> well, Joe, that's because we like those games. It'd be different if you were comparing everything to Dark Souls, which you don't like. So, well, if they're. The way to get ahead is to just compare the game I want to with the Dark Souls in some way. I was about to say, I'll save that for Breath of the Wild. (laughs) (laughs) 
I already, which I already said is kind of like Dark Souls. <laughs> So, yeah, it's a lot of controversy here. And once again, you know, Neo, Neo Automata, get that game, please. It's fantastic. And uh, if you do play it, beat it, and feel I was wrong, please write into the show, mailbag at thefirmup.com. Uh, we're we're kind of desperate for mail anyway, so go ahead and do that and yell at me. But, yeah, I'm going to have to give it to Horizon. And Horizon will move on. And, uh, Joe, you have an opportunity to revenge against either me or Tyler as uh, Resident Evil 7 goes up against, uh, yeah, it's going to go up against uh, Horizon at this point. So Okay, let's not do anything out of spite here. I mean, let's not <laughs> well, encourage the, In my mind, neither game belongs in, in, uh, okay. in their respective spots. So I don't really... <laughs> All right, fair enough. all right so moving on uh (laughs) joe what's the next uh bracket all right the final uh quarterfinal matchup here is number four persona 5 versus number five wolfenstein 2 the new colossus Hmm. you know i feel like the opinion that everyone wants to hear on this one is joe garcia because these are both two franchises that are near and dear to Joe's heart right here. I think Joe should go first. Yeah. He might actually uh, sway me on this one, not going to lie. Uh, I, already know, I already know what I'm voting for, so. Okay. Well, I love both of these games a whole heck of a lot. Uh, Persona 5 was the game I was looking forward to most uh, at the start of 2017. Uh, you know, and I was obviously looking forward to Wolfenstein 2 uh, as well, but you know, Persona 5, you know, on the strength of Persona 4 Golden on Vita, uh, was just the game that I was... Man, Persona 4 uh, Golden was just really great. Like, like, a, a, like a Persona was just a, a completely, like, foreign thing to me uh, before that. And, you know, falling in love with those characters and, and that format and, like, every, every part of Persona 4, like, I just loved. So Persona 5 being announced, I was like, okay, yeah, definitely. Uh, and it came, and it, it was every bit as good as I had hoped. Um, you know, like between, you know, the stylistic choices that they made with that game, uh, between, you know, the music and the aesthetic and all that, uh, the characters, uh, from, you know, the main party to, you know, all the, all the, all the townspeople that you get to hang out with, uh, you know, all those social links, uh, or confidants as they are called in, in Persona 5, uh, you know, the dungeons, all of it, like the, the, the total package, uh, that is Persona 5 to me is incredible. Uh, and it's the game I played through twice, which is which is not only uh, not something that I do even with regular sized games, but this is a 120 hour RPG. Uh, for so for me to just go ahead and play through it a second time, uh, kind of nutty. Uh, but you know, Wolfenstein 2 um, is a game just brimming with ridiculous moments <laughs> that are kind of hard to to deny uh, from from pretty much from top to bottom. Uh, from from beginning to end, it's just it's just one crazy thing after another, and it's all so memorable. And it's all, um, and I touched on this in the last uh, episode, but like it, not, not, nothing in that game uh, story wise feels unearned. Like it doesn't just do it for the sake of like, oh, this would be the shocking thing to do in this moment. It's like no, like they're like they they go from A to B to C, and 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 it, and it makes this crazy logical sense uh, when you piece it all together. Uh, but like it's just a damn tour de force. Uh, uh, it's yeah. I don't know. I'm actually kind of torn here because <laughs> Wolfenstein Two is like I like I I loved the original or the first Wolfenstein or the last Wolfenstein. However you want, it's weird. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they haven't done a great job numbering these Wolfenstein games, um, but the previous Wolfenstein, uh, the the New Order, 
you know, I love that game. And, and you know, I was definitely looking forward to this one. And it, it completely blew the doors off of what I was even expecting for, from it. Uh, the biggest detriment for me for Wolfenstein 2 is that its gameplay just isn't doesn't hold up its end of the bargain. Uh, it's a game that kind of relies on kind of just flooding you with enemies without really and, and it's like oh yeah like it's this running gun thing but like it it reaches a it reaches a saturation point with the, with enemy characters where it's like yeah it's not even fun because it's not even fair uh, and you end up turning the difficulty down to easy <laughs> mm. uh, just to get through it. Um, whereas, you know, with Persona 5, that's not a problem I ever had. Um, you know, like a lot of the, some of the fights, you know, get hard, of course, at the end, towards the end, or, you know, you know, you do a lot of the, or you do the secret or optional boss fights, and those are super hard. Uh, but it's never anything that you can't overcome with, like, actual planning and, and, you know, leveling and things like that. Um, and, yeah, Persona 5, like, it's just something that, from top to bottom, I just thought, just really strong, like, one of the best, one of my favorite RPGs uh, that I think I've ever played. Um, and yeah, yeah, I, I, my Persona 5 edges, it out, edges itself up, I think, uh, but it's a little closer than I thought it would have been uh, at the beginning of 2017. Uh, but yeah, I don't know if we want to talk about like specific story beats from Wolfenstein 2, but, uh, you know, because I don't want to spoil anything for anybody, but man, there are some fucking moments where you where something awesome happens and then something else happens right on top of that. It's like, oh shit. <laughs> um, like that whole courthouse scene is, is a, just a, insane. Oh my, oh my God. I was like, oh my God. Oh shit. And then what happens immediately after that? And then immediately after that, you're like, what the fuck? It's like a two straight hours. I'm just like, what the fuck is this game? You need a break. What is happening? <laughs> yeah. Like, I have to put, like after the court, seeing like i had to put the controller down i was like i'm, I'm gonna grab a beer i'll be back <laughs> like, I, I, I get a minute uh, yeah just stuff like that um but persona 5 like i, I feel is as a tighter package um where you know the gameplay definitely holds up its end of the bargain uh, doesn't sound comfortable there with a tighter package um <laughs> <laughs> uh, what what do you guys you need think? room to you need room to breathe i mean come on all right um tyler what do you think I was going to say uh, a bunch of stuff, but uh, Joe said everything I wanted to say. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I was going to say I like Wolfenstein, too. It's fun. It's got a lot of cool balls-to-the-walls, holy shit moments. Um, but for Persona 5, um, I didn't play a whole like 120 hours, but what I did play, I uh, never ran into anything where I was just like, this is some, this is some hot garbage gameplay. <laughs> and Wolfenstein 2, not a lot, but there were quite a few times where, yeah, just some, well, this is shitty. This is a shitty gameplay mechanic. Why would, <laughs> like, my like my favorite thing is just like, I'm going to go in this room. Let's. I wonder what the designers thought when they put this encounter together. And what the game designers thought was, hey, what if there was 30 of them? <laughs> in this tiny in this in tiny, this tiny room. ass room and you can only approach it one way it's like hey what if we threw a shit ton of enemies at you like we did in certain parts of dishonored but we took out the choices <laughs> um, and again the whole game's not like that but a lot of the game is like that so like persona 5 in my mind wins just for i don't know just toe in the line a lot better <laughs> just yeah. more consistency more consistency of just being good <laughs> yeah imagine wolfenstein with uh persona stylized uh menus and shit <laughs> i do every i i do every night man every uh, night when i dream 
despite the controversy at the last couple of uh, of uh, entries, I'm kind of right with Joe with literally every single thing he said, <laughs> including the vote. Like, uh, and I feel like th- that's why we let Joe go first because yeah. it's like he's going to say what we want to say. Yeah. This, so. It's like once again, not to the dead tribute of Wolfenstein Two, which is a fine addition to that franchise. I feel. Oh, play that game. You know, like any other year, <laughs> Wolfenstein 2 would have been a very, very strong contender for Game of the Year, um, so. I think, just kind of the strength of its story, because um, it, it really is that damn good. Um, you know, from, from again, like that sequence that I described, you know, the courthouse to the consequence of the courthouse, and, and then <laughs> how you get back from that, you're like, what the fuck? Uh, you know, the very beginning level where... You know, like um, someone gets their fucking head chopped off. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Um, you, I think you described it perfectly. You said it's that damn good. Uh, Wolfenstein Two is, is the Triple H of the games tournament this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's just it's balls to the wall. Got some crazy moments. Uh, got a lot of shit you'll cheer for. Uh, but it's also got some some garbage shit. Oh man, like that. <laughs> that you just can't that you just can't believe <laughs> that you just can't believe is allowed. Like your interaction with fucking Hitler in that game, or is this like? My fucking jaw was on the floor the entire time. I was like, what the fuck? Or, or if you're in Germany, uh, Hitler without a mustache. Yeah, I saw yeah. that. I mean I, I mean, I get it. You know, like, that's very... I get it, too, Germany. You made some bad decisions. <laughs> and you don't want any... Yeah, like, I get it, but it was... It was, it was I get it. We're going to be... I mean, we're going to be censoring trump out of everything in a few years anyway so i mean we're we're right there we're right there with you no no we, we'd give him a mustache when we talk <laughs> hopefully we don't uh hopefully we don't get to that point i'm really sorry you guys might have to edit this out this might be a little too strong for the audience uh no that's fine you guys lost all your, uh, sorry i lost you guys your conservative listeners uh, don't worry we still have that one guy who's giving us money so it's all right <laughs> he's not a he's he's not concerned how dare you <laughs> All right, so the brackets are pretty interesting as we head to the semifinals as we've got Zelda versus Persona 5, which I honestly thought before Joe made the brackets was going to end up being the finals, let alone the semifinals. But we'll Does see. anybody else want to watch that anime of Link versus Persona 5? <laughs> <laughs> that would be the greatest thing ever. <laughs> and... We also have, uh, on the other side, kind of in shocking fashion, Resident Evil 7 versus Horizon Zero Dawn. So, it's, more of a Tarant- it's more of a Tarantino film. <laughs> All right, Joe, uh, which one should we start with? Uh, hmm. Just going to keep going clockwise? <laughs> yeah, I may as well. Let's just, uh, I guess let's, I don't know. I guess let's do RE7 versus uh, Horizon. Oh, I think Joe doesn't want to do the other side first. Oh. No, I do not. That is going to be... That's going to be... I'll, I'll be frank. I can only imagine what it's gonna, what that choice is. That's the Sophie's choice for Joe on that end. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's a tough call to make on, on my end. And I imagine Tyler's end, too. It's like, these last two... These uh, these two fights coming up I, I is tough. See, Joe doesn't want to do doesn't do that one. I don't want to do this one that that Joe has has made us do now. I don't want to do this one. I didn't make you guys do this at all. <laughs> no, no, I mean you pick, you picked what the next, you picked what the next match you picked uh, what the next match was. Yeah, this so, is his no, revenge for. I've got no out. dog in this particular fight. I was like Tyler, fucking pick. It's like, god damn it. Speaking <laughs> of which, Tyler, how about you start this? 
I mean, I know, like, here's the deal. Like, I, I know what I'm going to pick, but I'm, like, I don't want to. Mm. Um, I know. I got to. So, again, obviously, I, I feel like we're repeating ourselves when we when we say, like, if they've come this far, yeah, they're both great games. Yes, they mm. are. Obviously, all four of these games are amazing. They've done really, really great things for uh actually yes every one of them even horizon zero dawn has done great things for their series because it started it with a bang and the other three did great well it's persona didn't really need a revitalization did it it's just kind of been going strong for a while, hasn't it? <laughs> well still a good game in a franchise is a good game in a franchise so mm-hmm. whatever um again god resident evil 7 and horizon zero dawn i had so much fun with both of them got the shit scared out of me in resident evil 7 great revitalization for the resident evil formula Great idea to go first person. Oh, my God. Great mm. idea to go first person. And the use of this current-gen system for Resident Evil was just amazing. Mm. And then Horizon Zero Dawn. Again, the use of this current-gen technology, just amazing with the exploration and the combat and the interactions with things. Um, I have to give the edge to Horizon. Mm. Just because, like, I did have a lot of fun playing Resident Evil 7, but very few games that came out last year. <laughs> I was going to say this year, but I was like, no, no, uh, last year. That really rivaled Horizon Zero Dawn's gameplay. It was just so fun. And so, yeah, I'll say unique. Like, it was very unique. And it worked. Like, some new stuff was tried, and it worked. And some old stuff was tried, and it was fine. But, like, again, I think this is... Obviously, I hope Resident Evil continues to go this way with Resident Evil set, with the Resident Evil series. I hope they continue to kind of go this way with it. Or maybe, like Malcolm suggested an episode or two ago, like, maybe you could have two Resident Evil series. You could have, like, the survival horror one, and then the survival kind of action one. Yeah, yeah. Because um, there but, is a market for the action one, so there is. As long as it's not Resident Evil Six, that's fine. Some would say it is the bigger market. <laughs> it's more. More would say it's the bigger market. There's no argument there. As sad as that makes me, um, as as I looked up the last time, I was like, oh, oh yeah, I, can, I I believe numbers. I get it. Um, but Horizon Zero Dawn is not just something that I'm like, man. I hope Horizon Zero Dawn continues this way. It's like. I hope a lot of games that want to do open world and shit look at Horizon Zero Dawn and say, why don't we do some stuff like that? Why don't we utilize some of those mechanics? Why don't we utilize some of that design? Like, both character and item and stuff like that. So, yeah, I'm going to give it to Horizon Zero Dawn. I think it's got a little bit of the edge over RE7. Joe, uh, what do you think? Um, I would have to agree with Tyler. Mm. Um, you know, for as much as, you know, I, I appreciate what Resident Evil 7, uh, you know, did, uh, you know, to revitalize, you know, that franchise and get it back on track to, to what made it popular in the first place. Um, like, I just kind of appreciated what Gorilla Games, of all, <laughs> Gorilla, of all people, <laughs> Gorilla Games. Gorilla Games. Gorilla like... fucking games. Like, it's like, like, I'm... Like, look, like... Makers I'm of like, Killzone. I'm one of three people who enjoy Killzone to the extent that I enjoy Killzone. Oh, um, okay. To that extent. I was going to say, I like Killzone. Yeah, yeah probably not. Like, <laughs> probably not, like, to the extent that you do. And, like, I get it. <laughs> like, I understand. It's like, red I versus blue. Right? It's, like, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, everyone's right, probably, but, like, <laughs> that's just me. Um, so for them to turn around and make this, like, giant 
like expansive open world uh, action RPG that is like more colorful than like mm-hmm. like one section of that game is more has more colors than like the entirety of the Killzone franchise. Um, and you know, like they're like you know they have Aloy as a as a, as a protagonist that you can actually relate to and care about, which is something you can't say for any part of the Killzone franchise. Like every part of no. Every, every every part of kill uh, of uh of what they did with uh, Horizon Zero Dawn just kind of flies in the face of what that studio's history is, uh, and you know kind of defies what you thought you know they were capable of. Like they were always good at making like tech show pieces for for the hardware they're putting these games on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know like you know the original Killzone on PS2, uh, you know Killzone two and three on on PS3. Yeah, I forget what it was called on PS4, but that one <laughs> probably so, yeah, Killzone. Like, I, like I'm a Killzone fan. I don't even remember what the fourth one was called on PS4. Um, and yeah, to, to to see them turn around and make Horizon Zero Dawn is just so refreshing for so many reasons. Uh, you know, even in a vacuum, even not considering everything that that Guerrilla Games put out before, um, but just seeing what they made, uh, like is just like it's just a really great game uh, that is unlike so much that you see <laughs> like especially on like like I, like it's it just sucks that it came out the time that it did like literally like three days before zelda uh because it would have been such a fucking like it, like it like it could have like ran away with so much of the discussion uh if not for the timing of its release but yeah like it really was an incredible incredible game uh you know like it like it is a textual piece for for the ps4 like i think it's probably probably still the best looking ps4 game that you can buy and play uh you know and that's and the great thing is that that's regardless of whether you have the regular ps4 or the ps4 pro um like i unfortunately like i i beat and played the game before i got my pro so i haven't seen it for myself but you know like even that game on, on regular hardware was just a knockout i don't and probably won't own a pro so <laughs> I own a pro. It, it, it's fantastic. I, got, I mean, I got nothing against you owning a pro. I'm just like, I probably won't. <laughs> Don't judge me. <laughs> um, just as a little aside before we move on to the next round, um, I will say objectively, you guys are right. Um, if I if I may say so about Resident Evil 7, just like Joe said, Nier was the Joe Garcia game of the year and his personal opinion, which is not a bad opinion at all. Uh, if I was to, if I was to not look at things objectively and I was just to pick a game that was like based how I felt and my experience playing it, what was my game of the year? I would actually have given the nod to resident evil seven for this year. Like but just the simple fact that I was scared to play it. And I like to think as a guy who platinum dark souls Two that I have pretty good nerves of steel when it comes to, like, horror and scary-looking things. But the you Platinum at- Dark Souls too. I'll give you that to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but just the the atmosphere, how everything looked. Like, they got that whole horror aspect completely correct. And uh, just how they treated the bakers and how the, that the world, and by world, I mean house that, <laughs> that you're exploring... <laughs> It was such a memorable and fun experience and one that I'm really happy that I got to experience. And like I said, you know, it didn't sell as well as the shoot 'em up Resident Evil, but I do hope it's one that they come back to every so often and uh, as they did it fantastically well. It, it, it's just super amazing how well it was. And uh, 
I, it was a fun experience. Uh, I was kind of nervous about going second only because I didn't want to have Joe vote resident evil. Cause <laughs> once again, objectively, as far as going up against the other two horizon has the best shot. And, you know, I didn't want to give Joe the easy layup for his two favorite games to go over, <laughs> but not taken away from resident evil seven, but you know, objectively horizon is, is the better game. I would have probably voted for Resident Evil 7 just, and in fact, I will since it lost, so I'll vote. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there, okay. <laughs> but once again, Resident Evil 7, you know, fantastic job, and hats off to Capcom for doing right by its franchises. I feel like, granted, you know, like Street Fighter 5, you know, it, it had a slow start, but I feel like for the most part, uh, Capcom's done really well with its with its franchises of late. You know what? Everything good Resident Evil 7 did is off-put by everything bad they did for Street Fighter V. <laughs> it got better. <laughs> it did get better. I don't trust Capcom to give me what I want anymore, though, so I don't expect an awesome Resident Evil 8, especially because I haven't got Dragon's Dogma 2 yet, so I don't expect Capcom to ever give me what I want. Well, hey, where's... Hey, remember, remember Deep Down? Oh, where's yeah. that? Yeah, <laughs> where is just that? Thinking about that the other day, actually. Uh, um, like, I was like, man, remember that? It's like, <laughs> did, that ever, did, did that ever come out? Oh. No, no, it's like, and I it's seen it in like six years. And like, if you go online to YouTube, because I was doing this, because I was really stoked for this game, you can find like twenty minute gameplay footage of this game. So, it's, <laughs> yeah, they had the one gameplay. Uh, like showcased that for it like six years ago, and that was that. Yeah, it's like I'm. Wait, now that I think about it, I feel like like three, four years ago, didn't they announce Dragon's Dogma two or something about it? I don't know. I, don't know. I thought Gr- they did. Fuck you, Capcom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, if uh, if it's any, con- we'll let you know how good the new Mega Man is going to be compared to Mighty Number no. Nine. <laughs> well, maybe that will restore some faith when we get it. When we get a new Mega Man. Yeah, they already announced the, They already announced it. Well, they also announced Deep Down. But we okay. never got that. Yeah, so. but, but this is okay. Aside from Deep Down, they've done really well. Okay, <laughs> uh, but, I'm. They've been. They've done okay. I'll level with you. And maybe they'll announce uh, Deep Down as whatever uh, uh, From Software is making or something like it's that. It's Dark Souls Four. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it turns into Dark Souls Four. I mean, it may as well at this point. I mean. <laughs> like, yeah. I feel like they're trying to figure out how to make it work for VR, and that's the holdup of, like, because if you remember the gameplay footage, you could really easily just, like, go from that third-person perspective to, like, first person with it, I feel, and there's your game. Mm-hmm. But we'll see what happens there. But, yeah, it was, like... Sh- I almost forgive him for everything because of Monster Hunter, though, so... <laughs> yeah, the last time it was shown off was TGS 2014, so it's been a while. Jesus. <laughs> Ridiculous. Ah, that was back when I still had hope for this world. <laughs> All right, so congratulations on Horizon, the rightful winner in this matchup, I'll, I'll admit. But Resident Evil 7, if you haven't had a chance to play it, I, I highly recommend it. It's a fun experience. So, Joe, <laughs> it's, it's time. Yep, I want Joe to start out on this one. You may uh, uh, you may decide it with this one again, too. So as we got Persona 5, arguably the best RPG of this year. Going up against Zelda, arguably the best Zelda of this year. Joe, which one? <laughs> Come on, give it something better than that. Some might argue the only Zelda of this year. Some might argue. <laughs> how, about, 
arguably the best open world of this year. Oh, okay. man. All right, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> arguably. Mm. You could play Zelda and Mario Kart 8, though. There, there you go. <laughs> you can't. You can play Link. You can, oh, thank you. You can play Link. Uh, actually, Link is a sword's name. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, no. The sword's name is Fee. Oh, right. Yeah, you're right. Well, just that one. Oh, I'm so not getting into this. <laughs> oh, man. Um, hmm. You know, this is more of a toss-up for me. Um, I'd imagine it's kind of a toss-up for you. You know, I think Breath of the Wild should get it just because it didn't give you an annoying companion this time. <laughs> it's like, these are the two games I feel like Joe probably put in combined 400 hours into. <laughs> probably. Over 300, for sure. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> I'm I'm anxious to see like how he goes. I mean, if we're doing it by sheer number of gameplay hours, though, that would be, it would be Persona Five. Yeah, All right, moving on to the we're final. Not, we're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> That's not um, a fair judge. Yeah, for, I mean, yeah, I mean, because yeah, mm. <laughs> if know. that was the case, no survival horror game would ever make it. Because I don't care how much I like a survival horror game, I try to put in the least amount of effort into it because I'm trying to get the hell out of places. <laughs> like you've seen the little meme where it's like me in an RPG and it's got lines drawn all over the thing, and it's like me in a survival horror game, and it's like a line straight from start to finish through walls. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, How so. many hours do you invest in Resident Evil 7? As little as possible, because it was scary. <laughs> um, Alright, so this is how it's shaking out in my head. I'm just going <laughs> to talk out loud, because <laughs> oh, I, have, I haven't made an actual decision here. Uh, so I'm just going to think out loud, and let's see where it goes. <laughs> uh, let's see, with Breath of the Wild, right. uh, I think, for me, in my estimation, uh, for me, the best Zelda game I've ever played. Uh, and it's not... And it, it's not necessarily as close as it would be for a lot of other people either. Where, uh, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, Ocarina or, or Link to the what, Past. What and, was it before Breath of the Wild? Uh, probably would have been Ocarina. Okay. Um, or even uh, Link Between Worlds. I, was, I thought that was a really, really strong uh, game. Um, but, yeah, Breath of the Wild. A lot of Gamelon, but whatever. I mean, <laughs> but what Breath of the Wild kind of, uh, it really just kind of captured my imagination uh, in the way that previous Zelda games uh, just never did. Um, like, as much as I appreciated a lot of the, the, the mechanics and the design uh, of those previous games, you know, Breath of the Wild, you know, incorporated a lot of modern ideas uh, into 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 it itself, the way that other games kind of, or previous games didn't quite do. Um, you know, between the giant open world and the way you could just literally go wherever the hell you wanted, uh, and there, and you know, there'd be nothing to really gate you, uh, except for you know, the only time you'd be gated is, is you know, the very beginning before you get the the paraglider. Uh, but once you get the paraglider, it's like, yeah, you can go wherever the hell you want. Go straight to the castle for all we care. Um, and yeah, like, and, just... and we all did at the beginning. Let's just admit it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, let me just run through this open field. Oh, okay, I'm dead. Oh, uh, that didn't work out at all. <laughs> and you know, and you know, and buying the DLC, one of the parts of the DLC, which I, I think should have just been a free edition for everybody, but one of the parts of the DLC is is this hero's past thing, where you, you know you, pl- you press the button and it shows you basically everywhere you've gone like it shows like your literal path through the world uh for over the past 200 hours of playing uh and it's and it's a thing that activate it, it, it activates even from before you like it's been recording everything even while you were before you buy the dlc so like i put 80 hours into the game 
uh, and then I bought the DLC and I turned it on. It's like, holy shit, like I've been through here, here, here. Um, and looking at that map, uh, it's like, wow, like there's like 40% of the map I just have not explored. Right. Uh, and I put 80 hours into this fucking thing. Uh, and like, I thought that was just a, a great addition to to that, to be able to be like, all right, I haven't been to this entire area over here. Let's see what the fuck's up. And, you know, there's always something rewarding, whether it's a shrine, uh, whether it's like a cool enemy, like just, you know, it's just, it's a game just full of experiences that, and it just rewards you for just kind of poking around. Um, and yeah, like I love, I like, I love it dearly for that. It's like, it was just such a great just a, just a great time um, playing Breath of the Wild. Um, and it's a very different game from what Persona 5 is, uh, which, which is much more structured, uh, maybe even rigid in, in certain places. So <laughs> it's like, yeah, you have to do this by this date uh, or else it's game over. It's like, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, you know, and you know, Mona just kind of is like, hey, maybe you should go to bed. It's like, maybe I want to go hang out with my friends, you fucking cat. <laughs> 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 You're a cat. You can't make me do what I you can't tell me what to do. Uh, but, yeah, Persona 5, uh, I don't know, like, that game has just such a swagger to it that, like, <laughs> like it, it's just incredible. Uh, like, the music is still one, one of my favorite soundtrack, probably the my favorite soundtrack of this year, and, like, one of the best soundtracks uh, for any game I've ever heard. Um, like, it just such a, it just nails down exactly what the aesthetic of that game is, which is, like, which also is, like, even though it's very influenced by other let's say thieves uh whether it's an anime or, or other literature like uh but like it still managed to put its own unique spin on on that with the with uh, you know the phantom thieves and the way they dress up and, and what they all re- what you know what the their outfits and their personas all represent for each individual character um like it just does a lot of really incredible stuff uh and you know exploring uh exploring shibuya uh and you know kind of getting to know all the people around around the town and and you know, kind of establishing those relationships and like, like, it's just so it's, it's just incredible. I don't know. Um, I feel like someone else should say something about one of these two games. Uh, cause I feel like I'm rambling now. I was about to say, are yeah. you going to vote or vote, man? No, not yet. You got to vote. It did not shake out the way I thought. <laughs> what <am> I <laughs> it's like this didn't go near that's, well. That's, the way I thought it nothing got shaken out at all. Uh, so someone please say something. <laughs> all right. Um, uh, do you want to do it? Yeah, like, uh, as much Wait, as... Wait, do you have a vote in mind yet? I'm still kind of forming it. This is... Like I said, I was expecting this to be the final up until I saw the brackets Joe made. I'm like, oh, we're going to do this that early? Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, no disrespect to the other ones, but I, I kind of saw where the trail was going to lead to there. Like um, Vegeta versus Goku in round one of the tournament? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right up there, actually. Um... Wait, who's Vegeta and who's Goku? Or do we have to wait till somebody wins to well, know that? Well, <laughs> whoever's Vegeta would get my vote, so I don't. But I don't know who's. Vegeta. Well, that's not fair. I know, me too. But that's not. So what? Whoever loses is Vegeta, but they're the better character. Uh, yeah, they are the better character. God damn. They are the better character. <laughs> anyway, to talk about stuff, Joe knows what we're talking about here. Um, <laughs> Uh, he loves Dragon Ball Z. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, his love I, is I, over. I, yes, you're right. I, Let's talk about something Joe I, wants to talk about. I know. Are you looking forward to Dark Souls? Joe. I know all of the Dragon Balls. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Joe's love of Dragon Ball is over 9,000. But anyway. <laughs> uh, I think that was that me. But this is a tough call. Uh, Persona 5 is excellent. 
that's putting it extremely mildly. The characters, like, it's rare that I could play a game and I could say I literally like all of the characters. And all of the characters that I don't like, I want to beat up in a boss fight in the worst way. <laughs> <laughs> and the strategy and... It's a very black and white world you live in, Malcolm. The, the Pokemon aspects of it... I really enjoyed like uh, catching all the different personas and then fusing them to create new personas so that I would have advantages in fights later and uh, level like the joy of leveling up to a point where you can finally capture those freaking jerk personas that were giving you heck and uh, getting finding out the what they're finally weak to so you could use them to just make to just cripple these jerks. Like, uh, I'm gonna, I almost compared it to Dark Souls. But anyway, uh, when you finally get that strategy down. <laughs> how? I know, I want to hear how. Like, Well, okay, so when you get to a tough enemy in uh, Dark Souls, and you, for a while you're like, oh, it's, unf- it's like, oh, these things keep killing me. What's going on? Then finally you get the rhythm down. Or you finally see, oh, okay, so I'm supposed to do this. And then suddenly they're not that hard anymore now you've mastered them and you feel really really super strong because you figured out the strategy and the timing to take them down i would equate that to some of the higher level enemies in persona when you finally realize the strategy or what they're weak to or what characters in the party i need to make this a simpler simpler fight like that feel it feels triumphant then because it's like this level which was like I was struggling to get past one floor of suddenly I'm zooming. So it's like, that's what I mean when I compare it to dark. Souls. I can see that. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Uh, and I'm, and by the way, I'm simply talking about the gameplay. There are so many freaking aspects of persona five. <laughs> it's like just the social interactions, which should be boring, but they're actually some of the most riveting parts or, or the most memorable parts as I form these bonds with all these characters who at first seem, like it's the introductions of uh, some of these characters are, seem like one dimensional, like a uh, Kiyosuke, I believe it is, who's the art guy. But then you like <laughs> learn more about him in the story and you learn more about him, uh, you know, in the freaking character thing. Like, oh, my God, there are layers to this guy. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's what happens with everybody. You know, like um, you you first meet on and, and, and she's like this. You just think that she's like, I oh, like that. She's like this, like half foreign, half Japanese girl who, like, seems kind of ditzy or whatever. Uh, but then you kind of hang out with her and you see what she's all about. It's like, oh, no, I'm actually just... <laughs> like, people kind of just make these assumptions based on <laughs> based on my appearance, but, like, I'm actually... Like, I'm actually... Like, well, all this going for me, too. It's like, oh, okay, yeah. Uh, you know, Ryuji, he's he's just kind of this hothead kid, but, like, he's actually got a really good heart, <laughs> you know? Um, and, yeah, like, all of these characters are, are really layered. It's like, well, and these... They just do such a great job writing the individual characters. Like, and the character designs, like how the main character looks like Spike Spiegel's nerdy son, for Christ's sakes. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, I mean, if the, if the choice was which game has the best pause menu, Persona 5 would win, hands down. But... (laughs) (laughs) That's how, that's, I mean, Persona, that's how, my dreams have Persona 5's, like, menus. (laughs) <laughs> it's like it's like it explain persona 5 to or per, the persona series period to somebody who's not familiar with it 
there's no way to make it sound like it's not somewhat boring or tedious to some extent. It's like, oh, you have to fight enemies, but you're also juggling having a part-time job and uh, <laughs> relationships with your adoptive dad. And, oh, you have this plant you should take care of in the room. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And, like, yeah, like I said, like, a lot of these characters are so layered. Like, as when you first meet Sojuro, you know, he's, like you said, you're, I guess, not even your adoptive dad, but he kind of, he's like, yeah, he's kind of been saddled with taking care of you, and he kind of resents you because he's like, I don't fucking care about this kid. <laughs> but as you go progress through the game, you're like, oh, you actually you find out that like he's actually a really caring guy, like, and he gets to like you a lot more as he teaches you how to brew coffee and shit. Uh, and then you know that's what, and then through him you meet Futaba, who's got her own kind of incredible arc. Uh, um, yeah, like the characters are are just so strong in this game. It's like, and then on the other side, you got Link, which talk about moving your you know, starting off with a bang as far as the switch goes. Like as much as I, you know, I love horizon and to, I did stop playing. So I'm sure I'm going to get shit for that, but at the same and before coming back to it, but it literally took a new console and the number one seated game to come out to get me to stop playing that game. (laughs) But yeah, which was just this memorable, awesome experience of where you just wake up and you literally walk around the world and over time, you find out more and more about it. Uh, the introduction level, for lack of a better term, is one of the best introduction levels in the history of gaming, as far as I'm concerned. And then you just step out in this huge, massive world where even something like the climate could freaking kill you. <laughs> and a lot of it makes sense. Like, it's the desert is hot during the day, but then super cold at night or... Or, like, you go to Death Mountain, which is, you find out, really aptly named, because just stepping foot in it, and you could burst into flames. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is a super fun moment. Oh, God, yeah. It's like, I, I still remember, like, because, you know, you'd find that the first thing I did was, like, try to find all the towers and look out so I could fill up that map. And I like, oh, Death Mountain's right there. I think I'll power glide into it. Oh, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> I am on fire. <laughs> I am dead. Oh, Lord. <laughs> it's like, I kind of wish that, uh, you know, you, you die so much, in, especially in the beginning of Breath of the Wild, I kind of feel like it needs that Dark Souls, you're dead <laughs> game over screen. <laughs> totally wouldn't have been out of place, actually. <laughs> <laughs> or if it wanted to be more of a Nintendo instead of you died, it should just say, try again. <laughs> So, like, oh, and just, like, the experience of everything, like, I only have, like, the most, I only have minor nitpicks. Like, the only one I could say is not is, like, I, I still don't like how the weapons just explode. Or, like, yeah, <laughs> get, get out of here with that. But, you know, um, but, like, everything else you is just, like. clearly never handled a real sword before because that's what happens. Like, <laughs> like well, you're playing they explode in a cloud of sparkles. <laughs> While Malcolm was playing video games, I studied the blade. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you find out really quick why Ganon took over so easily. It's because Hyrulean steel sucks, for Christ's sake. It's what it comes down to. <laughs> can't keep anything, that can't red- keep anything together. Yeah. But, you know, like, and I know I'm perusing through this only because we talked about it before, and uh, we could literally do a podcast of why both these games are fantastic. Uh, but Zelda really is an experience and one to play. But it, it, all right, I'm, I'll make my vote. 
And it, I feel like there's no real right vote. Like if I could vote either way and there'd be like, hey, or something like that. But uh, if we're talking about my personal experience here, oh God, I'm going to be, I'm going to be weird. I'm going to vote for Persona because I, I felt like overall it had a better story. And while the gameplay of Zelda is fantastic, I feel like I had I just barely... It, edges it out but i feel like i had a more memorable experience with the story than i did with zelda and that's i i want to make so it's just barely because there is a memorable experience and story with zelda too and this is not an easy decision this this really isn't i don't blame joe for passing when when, when he started but uh i'll i'll vote for persona 5 uh who wants to talk for a bit here I want to go because I, I feel like I, I feel like I know which way Joe's gonna lean, yeah. and I want to I want to I want to say my piece first. Okay. <laughs> um, first off, I don't uh, not mad at you, Malcolm. Not mad. That's a good decision. Persona Five is a really good game. Um, my vote is Breath of the Wild. Okay. Yeah. Um, and here's why. I like Persona Five. Really, really, really fun game. Uh, Persona series period is just really. Really, really fun. I think the first one I played was... Which one was it for, like, the original PlayStation? I can't remember which one that was. Persona? Yeah. Yeah. Was that the first... Was it the first one? Um, yeah, the first one was... was uh, yeah, it was on the, on the PS1. Yeah. I, I forgot what it was called. It wasn't called Persona. It was called something weird. Uh, yeah. Like, like, Persona... Like, I see the word Persona was in the title, but it was, like, this... Yeah, the was subtitle very, was something weird. Yeah, it was very clearly uh, an offshoot of, of Shin Megami Tensei at that point. Yes, um, but I remember like the Persona games are just are really, really fun, really, really well done. Um, the reason I picked Breath of the Wild over Persona Five is because Persona Five was cool. This is a really well done Persona game that has really good gameplay. It's a really fun story. Really good stuff. And Breath of the Wild was, as Malcolm said, an experience beyond really anything i played last year at all um one it was a zelda game and i'm always into zelda games but i, I know they're not i know they're not game of the year stuff like i i don't know if i've ever i wanted wind waker i remember i talked to my friends when wind waker came out a long long time ago um back when i was in high school jesus christ <laughs> uh and it was like my one of my favorite i think my favorite game that came out like that year um but, but i get that like most of the time zelda games are yeah they're really fun but there's certain tweaks to the story, but it's pretty much the same old story. There's certain tweaks to the gameplay, but you pretty much kind of know what you're getting into. And never was that more false than in Zelda Breath of the Wild. Um, right off the bat, you go in and you go, okay, so I'm going to start this game. Uh, Link, we need you to we need you to stop Ganon. Yeah, all right. Like always, I'll go, uh, I'll go wait for him at the castle or something? Oh, no, he's already there. Wait, what do you mean he's already there? Oh, he already took over and uh, killed everybody. <laughs> like, he's just, like, is some bad shit, dude. <laughs> By the way, you've been asleep for, like, 100 years. <laughs> like, what? So right from the beginning, it just, it really pulled me in with how different it was. Also, I'm not used to having such depth to characters in Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, and or in Legend of Zelda, and not just for a Zelda game, but I feel like for a lot of games had a lot of good deep characters like the storylines and the talks you had with the four like with the champions was heartbreaking really i mean especially more so for like a couple of them but just mm. really heartbreaking like especially the i don't i'm sorry i don't remember like their names uh but the the bird one 
he was the one where you're like, I wonder how this is going to go because he hated me. And that one even, that one was really, really sad where it was just like, you know, I don't like you, but yeah, it's like, I don't like you, but you got to do this, man. They're like, we're, you know, we're rooting for you. (laughs) Um, Zelda was much like such a much, much deeper character. And she's arguably always the deepest character because she always has the most fleshed out story. Technically, it's always a little bit different. And lines, of course. Yes, uh, and has the lines. And in this one, it was just it was such a good story and probably a relatable one to some people, like, you know, being, you know, like not living up to what your parents or her father, like, wants her to be, like, wanting to be something different. And her father just was like, no, you're supposed to do this. This is what you have to do. Stop worrying about all this other stuff. And probably the most pr- surprising one was Link. The guy who doesn't say anything had a deep <laughs> story to him that was really well done. Um, I don't know if I've enjoyed a Legend of Zelda game story-wise the way I enjoyed finding those secret clips, like secret video clips that you find. Mm, yeah. Memories, the story yeah. of, what hap- of what happened prior to Ganon and then right after, and then it getting really sad at the end where, like, spoilers, I guess, where it it essentially seems like Link dies, almost. Mm. Or does, essentially. Yeah. Before he can get healed. And it's just, it's, it's like a really sad moment. It's a really well done moment. So story wise, it's just top notch. And then you move over to the gameplay side. And again, it's a departure from the Zelda franchise while still being, you know, faithful to it. Granted, yeah, I get it. Like Malcolm doesn't like the destruction element of the weapons, which, which I get. It never really bothered me because I always had at least 30 swords. <laughs> uh, pretty different kind of swords with me, so it never really bothered me. It kept me on my toes, like, I will say that. Um, it really kept me on my toes. Um, the interaction, like, just the sheer amount of weapons that you could get and the different ones was so fun. Um, the interactions with the environment, like the mountain climbing, even when it rains, like, having to be careful of that, having to make sure you're not equipped with, like, metal stuff when it's, like, when it there's lightning outside, being able to surf down fucking snowy mountains on your shield... <laughs> was amazing and probably the easiest way to fucking destroy your shield. The enemies oh, yeah. were great. The difficulty curve was wow in the beginning. Like <laughs> I went up to the first enemy and was like, I'm going to fuck this dude up. And uh, like Malcolm said, it should have just said, you died. <laughs> but I mean, like I said, I could go on and on and on about how much Zelda was just an experience and how it wasn't just a revitalization. Like, didn't really need a revitalization, but how it wasn't just like the best in the Zelda franchise about how it was just a fun video game experience that a lot of games try to do, especially with open world, and just miss the mark. And then you have something where Zelda where they've never done really a, a true open world before, and they knock it out of the park in a way that, I mean, even Skyrim, the go-to for like, this is a great open world, the go-to with Skyrim didn't fail, but didn't do this well at, didn't implement it this well. Um, I don't know, it just bangs on... It's, on all cylinders for me like i know it's not i know there's no such thing as a perfect game but breath of the wild in my opinion is damn well as close as almost as close as it gets as far as like evoking emotion uh fun gameplay great interactions great exploration um a lot of award reward for exploration because there's just so much in the world it's fucking three different dragons just flying around that you'll see at some point and it's just like i can fucking fight them can't i <laughs> well fight air quotes <laughs> You can annoy it by throwing arrows at it. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say you annoy it until it dies, or you annoy it until it either dies or gives you a scale. Uh, but it's still like a cool because you have to go after them a certain way. 
Um, well, I don't know. I felt like it was kind of a fight, the dragon in the snow in the snow mm. area, because he was corrupt. Uh, oh yeah, okay. That well, that was to free him again to that fight. Essentially, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I get what you mean. But like, even going after each of the dragons, like it's different. Like there was the one that's just surrounded by lightning, so you got to like constantly yeah. be flying up there and being careful. Then there's the one who like surfs along the canyons, so you have to glide around them and not fall in the canyon. Um, Getting the timing down to get some of those scales were, oh my god, it took so much yep. trial and error. <laughs> yep. And I've never had in a Zelda game so much of a rush than the rushes I had fighting a fighting against the machines. The not not the uh, not the terrible machines that kill everything in their path. The giant machines that turned into their own dungeons. The four oh. beasts. But yeah. I never had such a rush than in the combat you had up to that, where it had to be like this special thing, like the elephant one. It's like we're gonna surf on the water, and you're gonna you're gonna shoot these ice things before they get to me, and you're also gonna have to shoot those things. And my favorite one was the one in the air, where it was like you're gonna be flying, and then we're gonna let you go, and you're gonna have to shoot these like the parts of it while you're in super slow motion before the lasers hit you. And then you're gonna have to throw your thing back up and go back up into the air again. Like it was such a good mix of like the slow kind of methodical Zelda combat and dungeon solving to good God, this is some fast paced combat. Mm. Like again, I could go on and on, but I mean, I get, I think I've, I think I've said my piece. Uh, that's yeah. why I picked breath of the wild. Cause in my opinion, there's just nothing, there's been nothing like it. All right, we go to the tie bake, tie breaker, and right tie baker. You go to tie tie baker in Chicago. How you doing? <laughs> tie baker is my favorite uh, jobber in early WWE. <laughs> All right, Joe, uh, and and many people would say rightfully, considering this is two of his favorite games for this year. Uh, uh, yeah, there's definitely yeah, Joe definitely makes up there. The decision. Uh, man, this is tricky because, I mean, I love both of these games. I think they're probably the best examples uh, for each of their respective franchises, which is saying a lot because both franchises have um, such a great history, especially, you know, with Persona recently, probably more than, than the games of the past, which are a little weirder uh, and less accessible for most people. But, uh, yeah, um, it's uh, I feel like there's no real wrong answer here. Um you know, for all the same, for all, for a lot, for basically all the reasons that, that Tyler put forward for, for Breath of the Wild, uh, it's hard to argue that, you know, this, that, you know, they, they, they did just an incredible job with, with Zelda. Like, it's, it's, it'd be very, like, I'm very interested to see where they go with, with the next Zelda, whether they kind of build on this or whether they do something completely different or go back to, you know, the, what they've done with other games before it. Um, or also what other people do with their open world games, whether they embrace a lot of the same systems or they just decide to go the same way people did with, you know, Shadow of Mordor, where it's like, yeah, like in three years, all the games will be like this. And then no one, just no one bothered because I guess maybe, uh, <laughs> or it's like, uh, actually, maybe we don't know how to do the same thing and we'll just leave it alone. Well, to be uh, fair, with the latest Mordor game, you could now say every game is like this. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> let's not talk about let's not talk about let's not talk about the sequel of my game of the year of whatever year Shadow of Mordor came out. Let's not mm. talk about Shadow of War. <laughs> um and yeah, like in Breath of the Wild is such a and like it's a masterclass of, of you know in, in game design. Like it's hard to it's hard to it's hard it, the game is, itself is undeniable. Like it's it just a just it's so lovingly crafted from top, and, and like 
you know, from not only uh, the world, uh, like even like as for as sparse as it is, the the music I think is incredible uh, for for when it does appear. Uh, you know, like the character designs are great, um, even though. If, the maybe the voice acting for each of those champions isn't my favorite um but like they're i but, only i only didn't like zelda's voice acting she I, was, I didn't i didn't mind the other ones um i don't think hers true. was like, like i, I don't think hers was god awful but hers was noticeably like i feel like you're trying too hard or something i can't describe it i'll go ahead and take that extra step and say that it was god awful <laughs> okay well i mean i'm not like i'm not gonna argue with it because i i noticed it so it's something that was noticeable and you know, like, and and it's not like you know, Persona Five was like perfect and with its voice acting. Too. I was about to, I was about um, to say, I was like, and, are we going to compare? <laughs> I mean, not necessarily the voice acting, but like, not necessarily the voice acting, but like maybe the localization for like the actual dialogue. Like, I feel oh, like lo- voice, yeah, the localization. The, the, vo- the voice actors, I think, did a, you know a fine job with what they were given, but but like the localization, like even when that game first came out, everyone's like, uh, like this is. You do what you can with the script you're given. You, I, no, I mean you do, but like this is still like it was still like, a noticeable step down from like even Persona Four and and other stuff that that the Atlas is you know kind of localized. Like Atlas USA, um, you know they've earned a, a, a sterling reputation, I would say, for for what they've done in terms of localizing games. Uh, so for Persona Five to be kind of less than stellar uh, with a lot of the stilted dialogue that you see, it's like. Mm, it, like they're, they were, like it, people were understand understandably disappointed with some of the localization uh, for that game, but I feel like the it's like the actual story and, and the characterization of of you know the cast um, really makes up for it and, and swings the pendulum strongly in the other direction, you know, uh, and really elevates it to something special. Um, like I don't know if I love the the cast as much as I loved Persona 4's cast. Like it's really fucking close, but like it like I like I can't say definitively that it, like that they were my favorite cast of characters. Um, but like it it's still really really great. Um, and and again like the the strength for me Persona uh, comes from those characters and those those relationships. Like as much as I enjoyed the. Like and and Persona Five's you know game, like their the turn based uh, you know combat in that game I think is was streamlined in such a great way that it might be like my favorite like turn based RPG combat system like like it's just so satisfying to hit those you know to like nail someone's weakness and it's like oh yeah tag in tag in the other party member and you just go and go and go and you can hit them like five times in one turn mm-hmm. uh, and it's like it's awesome to like knock out like a relatively powerful enemy like easily because you you, you know you're smart with picking your party and, and choosing your attacks and um and I can't believe I didn't mention it when I was giving the vote to Persona Five. But can we talk about how fantastic the music is in Persona Five one, one more time? <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Um, like the instrumentation. Uh, you know the instruments that they use, like this funky '70s like synthesizer keyboard organ thing uh, that just kind of permeates the cert- the soundtrack. You know, from like the 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 beginning. You know, from like the beginning, like the from the title screen, like like like. You know the synthesizer, the bass, like all of it, the percussion, like it's all like the vocals. When, like, like a lot of the, like some of the problems with the localization kind of comes with maybe like the, <laughs> like the the lyrics of some of those songs. But like I feel like the vocal performance is is bombastic and, and spirited enough that it like it more than makes up for for the kind of the awkwardness of the English lyrics that they put in. Um, like yeah, just like the music that plays uh, on the last day of a dungeon uh, once you've like. Like, all right, we put the calling card in. We're gonna go infiltrate this fucking guy and, and steal his heart. 
And, you know, like every dungeon has its own unique music, but once you go in on that last day and it kicks into that, that, and it's the same song on the last day of every dungeon, but it's incredible music. It's so good. Uh, and like, like I jam out to that song at, at a regular basis still. It's, it's just really good. Uh, and, and the music, even as you explore, uh, the, as you explore Shibuya is really good. Like it's super low key and, and chill and, and, you know, lyrics for that are, are just like, yeah, you're like, yeah. Like, let me just go hang out with my buds, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just, like, it does such a great job of, of, like, hitting the right, you know, like, thematic notes. It's like, all right, like, it's it's really good at just kind of chilling you out. It's really good at amping you up. Uh, and it does it by sounding like no other game, uh, not only this year, but, like, pretty much. <laughs> like, it's so unlike any other game soundtrack. Uh, like, it, and it's, yeah, it's just uh, an achievement, I think. A great achievement, musically. Mm. But then moving on, it sounds like you and like you side with uh, Breath of the Wild, then Joe, or uh, or oh, it feels like ah, fuck, I gotta pick. Man, you're still gonna make me pick, huh? <laughs> it, uh, it's a you're the well, tiebreaker. If hadn't picked Persona Five, or if I hadn't picked Breath of the Wild, we wouldn't need you. But we both went opposite uh, directions. We need like, you, Joe. Oh, we, we could just call this round a bye and give the title to Horizon if you want. Again. <laughs> Again, this is a super successful tag team that's about to happen. Oh my god, this it would have been this this tag team versus Near and Horizon Zero Dawn. Man, um, yeah, I mean, oh god, it's like like I said, I felt like the story in uh, Persona Five was just fantastic. Like, it did a great job of making you want to get to that boss and t- give him his comeuppance. So. Oh, God. like every single time and like every single arc, I was like, no, we have to get to this guy. We have to get him. And and the great thing about about the villains in Persona 5 is that they're not unrealistically evil. You know, it's not like, oh, yeah, this guy wants to like take over like the entire continent or the world. It's like, no, these are just typically shitty people that you would experience <laughs> in day to day life. It's like, yeah, this guy, you know, like this guy is a like this guy is like sexually abuses teenage girls. Like this guy is a like this guy like is a plagiarist. Like this, like it's nothing that you like. It's like it's not like you know like this outlandish. Like nothing is outlandish enough that it's like oh yeah like this this evil asshole only exists in, could only exist in the video games. Like no, these are the kinds of evil assholes you experience in day to day life. And Which they is should... weird in a Persona yeah. game. Yeah, <laughs> you're like the Persona game is more uh, realistic. Yeah, like it only it only gets outlandish when you enter like their specific dungeons and you see like the the ultimate expression of like and their it, shittiness or whatever. And then it goes persona. And then it goes persona. <laughs> like those um, levels, by the way, are fantastic of just adding more to the villain character that you're trying to get to. Yeah, well. yeah, and and I touched on this when we talked about it in the last uh, episode, but yeah, like it's it's like that's one of the things that does better than Persona Four. Like where Persona Four, uh, all the dungeons of that game, you know, they all had a theme attached to. It. Or whatever, but like they were all uh, procedurally generated. So like whenever you went in, like it would always have a different layout or whatever. Um, but you know, in Persona Five, you know, it's all personally structured and directed. It's like, all right, this this is the dungeon, and this is what it looks like for everybody. Uh, it's very, it's very, um, I, I guess what what would you say? Like, I guess directed and very, it's fo- it's focused in a way that the way they, in a way that they weren't in Persona Four. Uh, like every part of those dungeons is, you know, like deliberate. Uh, it's like, okay, like, do you, you've, and yeah, like it's great stuff. <laughs> it just really is great stuff. Oh, and um, I would argue that I love, 
I would find I like it much better than a Persona Four, where even though procedurally generated, it felt like a lot of the levels. Once you'd seen like a couple of frames of it, you've seen the level. Well, yeah, like once like because that game was all about climbing floors and levels. Um, and yeah, they, it was basically the same <laughs> design, visual design throughout. Um, and weirdly I, enough, that's one of the things I really liked about Persona Five was the was all of that stuff. I mean. I still felt like I was playing, like, that's the thing. It never, I always knew I was playing a Persona game. Persona 5 just feels like a really, really good, the best Persona game. I would say the best Persona game so far. Yeah, I would, I would definitely agree with, with that. Um, even if, though, like, yeah, like, even though, like I said, you know, Persona 4 Golden was such a special game to me. And, you know, like, a, like I can pick and choose, like, oh, like, I like this character more than this character in this game or whatever. But, like, overall, like, Persona 5 uh, is the strongest game in that franchise, I think. Um. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Like. I think the more I talk about it, I think I, the more I lean towards Persona Five. Uh. In this particular. I'm not trying to. I assumed you were going to pick Persona Five. Uh, I'm not trying to convince you. Um. I actually have no le- idea because Joe. That is one of the reasons I actually lean towards Breath of the Wild a little bit more is because as much as I like Persona Five, it really did to me just feel like I was playing a really good Persona game, whereas Breath of the Wild just felt like a completely different experience than anything I've ever had. So that's why. I, <laughs> That's yeah, I mean, I mean, what I do love about Breath of the Wild too is that it kind of gets away from what so many other open world games have kind of become, and it you can kind of blame Ubisoft for it, for it, uh, where yeah. it's like yeah, or it's like yes, I mean, it kind of does it a little bit, but like where it's like yeah, climb a tower and open this part of the map, but like, um, you know, with other open world games, it's like you had to hit those towers because otherwise you wouldn't be allowed to do anything in the area of the map. Uh, whereas yeah. Breath of the Wild, it's like yeah, you just kind of want to see where things are a little bit more easily, <laughs> so you climb the tower. Yeah, uh, and then you can kind of pinpoint things a little easier, but like you can always explore whatever the hell you want if you're so inclined. Uh, and I'm very glad that Breath of the Wild did that, and hopefully that informs other open world games in the future to like, hey, maybe maybe cut it out with the coward climbing. <laughs> right. <laughs> maybe. And that's why I that's and that's for Breath of the Wild, and why I picked a Nier over Neo, and why I picked Horizon Zero Dawn up until this point, and and why I picked Breath of the Wild is because while the other games like were really like Neo was really fun and uh, you know, whatever went up against Horizon Zero Dawn was also really fun, and stuff that's gone up against Breath of the Wild, like even Persona 5 is really fun and a really well-done game. It's just one of those things where it's like, these games did things that other games have tried and failed at and just can't seem to grasp for some reason, and it's <laughs> these games that I hope other games in the future look at and go, they did this really well, we need to do that. Um, yeah. and nothing against nothing against Persona 5, I don't, I don't feel like anybody's going to be looking at Persona 5 and being like, we should take this wholesale and be like, implement this into our game uh i mean there's always something you can learn from from a game persona 5 has things you can learn from but breath of the wild near horizon zero dawn those games like those are the games i feel like that people are going to look at in the future and be like we need to take this like wholesale thing that they did and utilize it i I feel like there's a lot more staying power with that all right so joe is it official are you uh yeah (laughs) wow so Persona Five moves on. I, I and probably the toughest. Uh, I'm curious to see how the next match goes. But I think I'm not like, mad, but I completely and utterly disagree. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not mad because Persona Five is a good game. It, it's a great game. I would go on to say. Well, fine, yes, Persona, Persona Five is, is is a great game. Exactly. Uh, but, I I feel like I explained my side very well. So yeah, and probably the shocker, yes. Persona 5 topples 
Zelda, which once again, I thought this would end up being the uh, final of our tournament, but. Oh, I'm not going to lie. I was, uh, Breath of the Wild was all the way. Like if Breath of the Wild had won, the next match I'd have been like, it's Breath of the Wild for all the reasons that I like Horizon Zero Dawn, but more. Mm. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Breath of the Wild (laughs) was my pick till the end. (laughs) If I were, if I were to predict a a tournament bracket final here, I would have predicted, honestly, I would have predicted Breath of the Wild versus like, uh, I don't know, like near or something, but if it was, didn't shake. Yeah, it didn't shake out that way. <laughs> no, it's like it's hard. It's hard to t- to call these like Persona Five versus uh, Horizon. I, I I wouldn't have been able to call that for the final for sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, like sometimes you just gotta have the discussion to see how it actually shakes out. Mm-hmm. Well, now now we come to this, and now I have to wonder: Is there anything left to be said about either of these games? No. Or do we need to just? Or do we need to do? Should we go down to the uh, just the take a vote one by one kind of thing it's, it's tough like uh, mm. I, at this point i think we especially with persona 5 as of right now we've said pretty much everything we could say and we definitely said all we could say about horizon so and you know congratulations to playstation two exclusives in the finals this year <laughs> <laughs> yeah um and before we do get into the actual voting and, and discussion between these two games uh you know some other trends that i i see on this bracket is what a hell of a year for Japanese games as well. Yeah. Uh, like, um, like I don't think I've seen a strong, this strong of a showing uh, out of Japan on our brackets uh, since we started doing these. Uh, and, man, yeah, it's just, wow. Um, I'm very excited for Japanese video games. Yeah, we got, let's see, yeah, a we long got, like, time. Nintendo, Namco, Bandai, no, Sega, Sega, uh, Atlas. Atlas. There's more. Hang on. Uh, <laughs> Capcom. Uh, Fucking Tecmo Tec- oh, with fuck. Neo. Fucking Tecmo is in a game of the year <laughs> for tournaments. Yeah. Um, yeah. If nothing yeah. else, that is a victory in itself. <laughs> but it, the final... Oh, Platinum Games, Capcom, like those. Yeah. And it doesn't look like it's ending anytime soon. Like, uh, I actually was like looking around on YouTube, but a lot of people were having... Uh, it's a game I didn't play, but Dagon Rapa 3 as... Uh, a game of the year pick uh, as well. So yeah, I mean, there's a lot of games that um, that I heard about. That, I mean, I just we didn't consider because I we I don't think either of us ever played it. You know, because um, you know, like some of the other games I heard about that I just didn't get around to playing. You know, I heard about like Pyre being really great. Mm. Uh, that was a game I really wanted to play, and I I only just recently bought and I haven't played yet. But like I just barely now played it or bought it. Um, what else? It was. Um, God damn it! There's there's a bunch of games that we just uh, didn't have the time or the resources for. Um, All right, so you know, like I a big guess, one, too, like PUBG is a big one. You know, player unknown battlegrounds. Like everyone, yeah, everyone seems to be floored by that game, and I just I just never touched it. So I was like, like I got an, I got an idea. Consider. So instead of just instead of just an arbitrary vote, well, we still we still do the arbitrary vote, but on top of that. We, flip we give a like a one to we well no we give like a like we give our vote and then a one to two sentence why okay. that way it's not that way it's not just like I choose this well I choose this well this wins <laughs> you can at least have like a little tiny little like one to two sentence like final say <laughs> make our point <laughs> All right. who wants to go first um I will go first All right. I will say, and I'm and I'm going to throw my hat in for probably what you guys expect. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's mostly why I'm going first here, and I'm going to go with Persona Five. 
and the reason why um, is, why. is, is it, I think the, the characters and the story uh, have more of an impact with me uh, than what they, than what I said with uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, and stylistically and artistically, I think it just is so far over the top over like not just Horizon Zero Dawn, but so much. But most of the other games that came out, you know, in 2017, uh, between you know the character design, uh, level design, uh, soundtrack, menu design, like all of it, the whole, the whole, <laughs> you know, the whole nine yards, um, just just an experience that 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 you know I I just thought was really special and and also probably I, like I said in the previous uh, round there uh, maybe one of the best examples of a turn based RPG uh, or menu based turn based RPG um, that I've ever played. Mm. You've clearly never played Super Mario RPG. I have, uh, like, <laughs> but this is I, this is above that. That is my game of the year. Nineteen ninety six is because the no, I can I can pick that. No, I can pick that because the uh, Super Nintendo Classic came out in twenty seventeen, <laughs> and it is on that. So, oh shit, we could have chosen Star Fox two. Technically, that came out in America that in twenty seventeen. That is true. Uh, I wouldn't have. It wasn't that great of a game, but I wouldn't have chosen it. But no, it wasn't very good. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. All right, so that's Joe. <laughs> it probably was better than it came out. Tyler, what is? Super surprised at Joe right now. <laughs> um, my cho- my choice is much like Joe. You probably could have saw this coming. Is Horizon Zero Dawn, and mm. here is why. For the same reason that I believe Breath of the Wild should have been. Okay, okay, again, nothing against Persona 5. Let me preface that. It's a great game. Uh, so anything I say that is, that is like, in opposition to Persona 5, nothing really against it or anything like that. But I choose Horizon Zero Dawn. Same reason I would chose Breath of the Wild, because I feel Persona 5 is a great game, a great Persona game. Well, it's just a great game in general, and I think it stops there. Whereas I feel like Horizon Zero Dawn is more than just a great game. It's a great accomplishment for video games and a great experience that will continue to be looked at and learned from and utilized in the future. God damn it, Tyler. All right. Um, well, Malcolm, this year falls onto your shoulders. Last uh, year, it was, it was me having to pick. <laughs> was it you or me last year? Was it last you? year, it was me, remember? What uh, did it come down to? It was well, Final Fantasy 15. Well, it, was Dark, it was Dark Souls 3 and... And and uh, Final Fantasy wasn't it? No, 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 no. Dark Souls three was in the same bracket. Like no, because that came, that part came down to me, and I and I cried myself to sleep because I oh, yeah. chose Final Fantasy fifteen <laughs> over Dark Souls three. Uh, it was Overwatch and Final Fantasy fifteen, and oh, I cried myself to sleep that too because I was like the I talked Joe and you into Overwatch like every time in every bracket, and then it came down to that, and it was like it's Final Fantasy fifteen, guys. Uh, like I did all this, I did all this work for nothing. It's like, but the fun, but the fun in choosing Final Fantasy fifteen is that I spoke in a way that made Tyler think that I was going to pick Overwatch. Yes, that was I looking. Yeah, remembering back on that, that's hilarious actually, um, and. You know, I was like, oh, it was never any question. Because I wasn't mad. I was more shocked. Because <laughs> I thought you were going to take it. And I was just like, wow, really? Oh, man. I put like 90 hours into Final Fantasy 15. I love that thing. <laughs> like, I was never going to be anything else. Either. Well, I know. But that's why I was like, really? He's going to pick Overwatch? <laughs> uh, good times. All right, Malcolm. It's a... Uh... All right, Malcolm, kill one of these two fantastic games. <laughs> okay. So I, I want to take back what I said uh, earlier. This is the toughest decision, at least for me, right here. Cause pick I, our game here, Malcolm. What's that? And no pressure or anything, but yeah. pick our game here already. 
because uh, both of these are really fantastic. I'm happy both of you had like knew exactly what you were voting for right off, but I actually enjoyed both games. These bo- both of them check off a lot of boxes for me. Uh, you know, Persona Five has a, l- a lead in the soundtrack department. Uh, you know, I would say that Horizon has a lead on the enemy memorable enemy department. Uh, however, both of them have fantastic stories. Both of them check the box of getting me emotionally involved that I want to take out the boss, which is a big thing for me. Both of them had very in- intuitive and fun gameplay, which is really saying something because they both have very different styles of gameplay. So. You sure we can't just say they both eliminate each no, other? No, absolutely have, not. No, we have, absolutely not. We have you, you must disappoint one. You must disappoint one of us. <laughs> <laughs> they can both take on Yokozuna at WrestleMania. It's like, or, <laughs> one, or, or he goes, I picked neither. They can both lose. The winner is Yakuza Zero. Thank you. Very yeah. Much. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I would just, you would hear my headset drop, and I would just... Like, <laughs> oh, man. Oh, did you hear the debacle about Yakuza, the Yakuza 6 demo that dropped? Oh, yeah, that was yeah. unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I was just, a good way to start the year off, Techno. <laughs> uh, God. Um... <laughs> Love this bet here. It's like, uh, can, can we come back and record in a few months? On <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> like I know we're you right. Know, the great thing about editing is he can cut out all this dead air. Oh yeah, it's like people are not going to understand. It's like it's only been a few seconds. Gotcha. <laughs> it's, it's, it'll be literally like just skip right to him saying like, oh, it's okay. actually been seven minutes. <laughs> oh man, have you guys uh, ever watched um, The Good Place? Uh, I've heard about <laughs> it, haven't seen it. Oh man, one of the characters on that show, he like is incapable of making any decisions. <laughs> I remember, yeah. <laughs> what a great show. Oh lord. Like, once again, uh, I want to preface this before I make my decision that I feel both of these guys are well deserving of being here and in the conversation. I had tremendous experience with both um but i'm sorry i'm gonna have to give it to persona 5 i've uh i feel i feel like they both do so many things well for the malcolm spinetti checkbox like i said but i feel like persona just checks off just a little bit more and does some things just a little bit better like i would overall say the story is better uh the enemies are better in uh, Horizon. However, the enemy, the bosses, like really carry the levels, and I, it does. It stylistically, it just looks superior. It's like it does so many, so many things well, and I and I say that really loving Horizon, and two. So this this is not an easy decision, but I'm going to try to be objective here, and um, I have to give the nod to Persona Five. Understandable. So are you happy now, Joe? Your your thing won in the end. Well, one of my things won. Not yeah. the thing I you won. You only get one. Yeah, like, <laughs> I think one of them could have won. Well, Breath of the Wild, Horizon Zero Dawn, sorry, but you got Rollins. <laughs> yeah, well, I would love it if we could give like a ba- like a briefcase to one of the one of the contenders. <laughs> Like, they get voted out, but like, hey, but what about this game? Like, hmm, you're right, that is good. It wins. 
<laughs> I feel like Persona Five is my is my Rollins, where like in the beginning and through like the semifinals, it's like yeah, yeah. And then when it got down right towards the end, I was like, well, I like these. I think these two are better, but okay, you can push Persona Five on me, I guess. Sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah, congratulations, Persona Five. And what was a very debated uh, game of the year tournament this year? Our game of the year, game of the year for 2017 is Persona Five, hooking the tights and getting the win and the belt. Congratulations. <laughs> That's right. You make sure to say it. Hook the tights. Like, <laughs> I, I gotta say, like I like just looking at it. I figured you guys were gonna like vote Breath uh, Breath of the Wild all the way. So I was kind of surprised. See, I I thought Joe was gonna go Persona Five. That's why I wanted to go and say my Breath of the Wild stuff. Yeah, like, that was a <laughs> just because I wanted to say it. <laughs> that, like I said, that was a tough round, especially for me, where, where I, I enjoyed both games. So it's like between. Between Persona 5 and Breath of the Wild, like, it was a tough call. And it was an even worse call for me the next round because I, you know, honestly, like, I'm that one guy. I guess I'm the guy of the show where if you were to ask me which is better, I would probably side a little bit more with uh, Horizon just because of how memorable it was, at least for me. So, yeah, this was a tougher pick for me. But Wait, Horizon's better? I would say so. (laughs) Well, you picked Persona 5? Yeah, but... I also went with Persona Five over over Breath of the Wild as well, so it's like there's no. So you, wait, so you thought Breath of the Wild was better? No, 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 no. I thought okay. me, Horizon okay. was better. <laughs> between between Breath of the Wild and Horizon, I thought Horizon. Oh yeah, that's fine. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I thought you meant between Persona Five and Horizon Zero Dawn. I was like, why'd you fuck you vote? <laughs> I think Joe thought the same thing because he started laughing when I asked. <laughs> So that makes okay. Well, I mean, I will definitely concede that Horizon has a polish that very few other games uh, could ever live up to mm. uh, in terms of just sheer like graphical fidelity. It's like, damn. Um, I don't think anybody is saying that any of the games shouldn't have made it as far as they did. Yeah. All right. Well, well that maybe that may be near, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, guys! We did it. We completed our game of the year episode. So <laughs> it took two and a half months. Uh, folks, we'll, we'll be hopefully back to a more normalized schedule starting uh, starting soon here. Uh, yeah, for some reason, it was just between my job and various things going on, so it's kind of difficult to schedule things. But, Tyler, I just want to say, once again, thank you so much for joining us and helping us out this year. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. Mm. I think I'm going to celebrate by buying the full Persona 5 soundtrack like I always meant to. <laughs> so, you didn't buy that yet? Yeah. Was... Well, no, I, I've got the the little sampler that came with the special edition. Oh, okay, okay. And yeah. I've been kind of living off of that. But... I was shocked for a second. I was like, "What?" Yeah, I didn't <laughs> know that was a sampler. I knew you got the special edition, so I assumed you had no, the whole thing. No, it comes with like a thirteen track thing, uh, which it's got. You know, it's got the heavy hitters in there, but it's like. I want the town music. <laughs> it's the best thing. Like, if you ever want to make me happy, like, and give me something extra with a game, like Game of the Year Edition or Special Edition, give me the game soundtrack. Soundtracks are, yeah, that's, like, one of my favorites. Yeah. most Because most of the games that I would actually shell out money for a Special Edition or something have good soundtracks. Oh, by the way, and I because I hate when this happens with the soundtrack, don't be cheap and give me a code to unlock it on my console. Give me the oh, goddamn man. CD. Man. <laughs> My favorite thing was, like, back in the PS3 era where, like, Ubisoft was, like, or, like, I got the special edition for Prince of Persia in 2008 because, like, oh, yeah, soundtrack. It's like, all right, cool. Let me get that. And they gave that it to one, 
that one came, God Smack song? No, 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 that's that's different. <laughs> but no, it came on a Blu-ray disc with like all the special features. Like, yeah, listen to the soundtrack on your Blu-ray player. It's like, motherfucker. <laughs> no one has a Blu-ray player. Yes. <laughs> I'm not gonna listen to the soundtrack on my PS3 specifically. I want to fucking like, rip yeah. my computer and put it on my phone or my iPod or whatever. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what the I fuck is this? Give me a code to download it. Give me to download it to like my computer or something. Yeah. yeah. Give me an iTunes or a Google code or something like that, man. Jesus. Folks, this has been episode 204 of the firmware update. <laughs> Thank, thank you so much for listening and thank you for your patience, but we did it and uh, Game of the Year is in the bag and join us as me and Joe and Tyler from time to time go into 2018. Thank you very much. Tyler, before I begin my, my shilling, uh, anything you want to shill on your end? Sure. Uh, if you like the soothing sound of my voice, uh, you can catch me co-hosting the Nerd Cult at nerdcultpodcast.com. Uh, where me and my buddies, Brock and Josh, talk about all things nerd and geek culture and mostly make dumb jokes. And <laughs> I have uh, another podcast that I just started. Again, if you enjoy the soothing sound of my voice, but want to hear it in a more storytelling format. Uh, my podcast, Tales from the Fireside, at firesidetales.net, is where I tell... Is, it's just that. It's a fiction storytelling podcast where I tell... Short stories, lore, backstories, all that good stuff. Check it out. I have just subscribed. Uh, well, by, thank you. By the way, uh, any word on uh, when your you and your girlfriend's uh, Dark Souls podcast will start? Word? Uh, we're gonna talk about that after this, after the recording. <laughs> all right. Excellent. So no, so like no release date, or I would say something right now. <laughs> okay, right on. Folks, thank you so much. It's gonna for... be it's gonna be Joe all the time, actually, on my <laughs> finally on my Souls podcast. So the... finally, finally, a place for me to rant against. <laughs> this, is where, this is what Joe's been waiting on. You know, it's gonna be funny. It's still only gonna be fifteen minutes long. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> he puts on the recording set. <laughs> Folks, thank you so much for joining us on this journey. If you like what you heard, you can subscribe to the podcast. Uh, just go. You can, on your Apple device, just go to podcast app and just hit that subscribe button. Greatly helps out the show and gives us a, give us a five star written review. Helps us out even more. If you have an Android device, don't worry. Head over to such apps such as Stitcher Radio, the Podbeam app, as well as uh, what is it called? Pocket Cast. That's a good app. Yeah. As well. <laughs> Well, you can listen to us. Hit that subscribe button. You can hear us every single time we come out. You can also head over to thefirmup.com, our little website where we also put every episode as well as any and any article written by Joe. And you can also find us on Facebook as well. Do us a favor, hit that like button and follow us on that on that website. Get the word out that way as well. You can also find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash thefirmup. Greatly helps out the show. And you can also find us on Twitter at PSMAL for me, at Wands23 for Joe, at the firm up for the show, and Tyler, what's yours? Mine is at underscore Tyler R. Lee underscore. Very good. And Joe, is there anything else I'm forgetting? Uh, no, sir. Excellent. Starting on the new year off right in March. <laughs> Starting the new year off in March. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
in March. It's the best time to start. Folks, thank you so much for hey, joining hey, us. We should all do our favorite podcast sign-off. We should each steal a podcast sign-off since, you know, it's the start of the new year. Mm, mm. Okay. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Tyler's and say, kiss your dad's cry on the lips. It's <laughs> not mine. That's my but, brother, my brother, and me. But it's not mine. It's Titus. It's oh, t- did you think I was going to choose that one? Yeah. Oh no, no, I had a different one in mind. But touche. That would have been my second choice. Is your dad square on the mouth? Square on the lips. All right. Mouth once. Or here, and here's mine. Uh, enjoy your burrito. <laughs> I'll use Joe's awkward toodaloo that he'll. <laughs> Mm-hmm.